This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Dave, what is, what is this? I drew you. Why? Why? On the Blanket Fort messaging system. Why? Because you're a good subject. I... I am not sure how I feel about this. Why? Do you not like it? Do you think it? Do you think it's bad? It, I mean, it's a crummy drawing. Well, it's a little too accurate in how much hair there is. Uh, oh, I, yeah, it, that's easy to do. I just did. I just did. Uh, I drew like kind of just a rough. Uh, I like figure. that you captured my neck beard accurately. That was nice of you. <laughs> no, I that's, appreciate that. No, that wasn't supposed to be neck beard. It was supposed to be uh, stubble and then chest hair. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But again, that doesn't answer the the why. Right. The why part is what's your is what I I, w- I don't want to say. I, I, I want to say troubling. Troubling, <laughs> I think, is the word I'm looking for. I doodle sometimes. Okay. And uh, you have uh, you were in my view, and so I doodled you. Okay. Yeah. As long as you don't diddle me after you doodle me, I I'm fine. What I do with my doodles is up to me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Instagram my doodle of you. Okay. Yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, what are we doing here? Oh yeah, this is a car show. It's a car podcast, Ian. My name is Dave. My name is Ian. We are Team Clearcoat. Yes. An automotive podcast. Uh we are. And this is the second part of a two part very yes. special episode. It is. In which we drove cross country. We sure did. Uh <sighs> to participate in a in an endurance race, yes, uh, at Road America in Wisconsin. From we were, we're in Denver. Um, this is we're going to cover the race itself, yes, and the drive home, yes. And let's just get this kind of out of the way, yes. Um, it's it gets a little it gets a little silly. It gets a little silly by the end of it. Yes, it gets really silly by the end of it. But I listeners of the of the show will. Probably just expect that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right? They become accustomed to our joie de vivre, Ian. <laughs> okay. The, the vector that we follow. Yes. Right? Yes, that's true. That ends up with farts. <laughs> yes. Although tonight has kind of started with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we, we'll talk about that in a bit. In a bit. Uh-huh. Let's get to... The task at hand, which yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. So we oh we god have, oh we're doing a podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Okay, so we're gonna drop you right into the the thing you're about to hear is us uh, on the drive home from the race on Sunday. Yes. So the race was Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And y- you guys last heard if you listened to the last episode uh, us talking to Jake after test and tune on Friday. Yes. Right? And so then we had Saturday and Sunday. And so Chump Car treats these two days, Saturday and Sunday, kind of as two separate races, yeah, but kind for this of the particular, same. For this particular race, it was, yeah. it was two seven races, two, two seven, seven hour, hour races. Yep, yep. Uh, and they, they were, uh, yeah, they were separate races. Yeah. But but the award ceremony at the end awarded combined laps for both days. Yeah, that was kind of weird. So they did it, it, they right. scored it as like two separate, but then they did awards, awards for, for just combined. One. It was yeah. kind of a strange thing, but um yeah. So so we we finished on Sunday. We'll we'll talk about that. 
Um, we were kind of we were coming off of the high of Sunday, so we kind of talk about that first, and then we'll get back to talking about Saturday. Yeah. Um, so if it gets a little confusing, that's what happened. We Tarantinoed that thing, <laughs> right? Um, and and so then after the award ceremony, which we didn't get any awards, and that's fine because we didn't really deserve any. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Maybe maybe an award in friendship. Oh, God. All right. Yep. Yeah. Let's uh, keep going. <laughs> uh, it, so the award ceremony wrapped up, what, at about 6 p.m., Ian? Something like that? Um, yeah, a little before then, because we were yeah. on the road by 6. And we, yep. So we did the awards, handed yep. out all our the rest of our stickers to people, Yep. Uh, said our goodbyes, and then pointed our van west and started, yes. started driving back to Denver. Yeah. On a side note, real quick, if you came to the podcast because you had the misfortune of meeting Ian and or I mm-hmm. at Road America, please send us an email, teamclearcode at gmail.com. We would really love to hear from you, and we will send you more stickers if you want them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or not. Or don't. Yeah. Yeah. But but reach out to us because we want to know if, uh, if anybody came to the show because of uh, talking to Ian or I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... We we left, we just got in the minivan, we were all packed up, and we helped load the race car, and we just hit the road ready to go. We needed to grab some dinner on the way out. We found the perfect restaurant for you and I. Yeah, we did. It's us it, it in is, a restaurant. It is you and I personified. In a Wisconsin in restaurant. Wisco- in a Wisconsin. The only thing it didn't have was coffee. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. The, uh, right. Yeah, the only thing that could have improved that restaurant- would have been coffee. Right? Yeah. They should really do something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, that's the scene. The sun is already going down. We have 16 hours ahead of us. Yep. We are spent because, as you're going to hear, Saturday was kind of a long night for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we did the full race day. Uh, you managed to steal a nap on Sunday a little bit, right? Like 20, 30 minutes or something? Oh, yeah. It was maybe only 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. okay. It was really quick, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dave, you were driving first. Yep. We yep. stopped in Fond du Lac to grab some, uh, to grab some food. At and the then Ian and Dave restaurant. At the Ian and Dave restaurant. And then, uh, and then we hit the road. Yeah. So that's what you're going to listen to now. Ian, what's that rattle that I hear? Uh, that is a family heirloom that we are, for some reason, transporting most of the way back across across the country to Denver. Oh, you know you can ship things, right? Nope, nope. I didn't know that, okay. and I don't. I don't care for the implication. Okay. Uh, I will say. Yeah. First of all, we're in Wisconsin. Yep. We're eating from a place called Burgers and Beignets. Uh huh. Because Wisconsin. Hashtag because Wisconsin. Uh, we found it on Yelp. And, and we, we saw it and said, well, yes. Yes. By the way, uh, the new name of our podcast? Uh-huh. Burgers and Burger, beignets. Burgers and beignets. Because for one, this is all delicious. Uh-huh. And it's, for two, it's us in a restaurant, Dave. It is. It's it, us it's, in a restaurant. You and me. You are the burger. I am the beignet. Yeah. A right? little salty, a little sweet. Yep. Yep. Hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. There we go. Um, and then, then uh, the big thing that we need to talk about. Yeah, this weekend uh-huh. and today in particular. Today in particular. Today was a fantastic. day. I just want to say about today. Uh huh. Woo! Uh, woo! Yeah! I am 
like the race ended three hours ago. Yep. And I am uh, still feeling adrenaline. Ladies and gentlemen, he is straight up giddy. I am. I'm in a good mood. If I um, asked him to kiss me on the cheek right now, he'd consider it for a second. I'm not going to do that, but I did <laughs> pause. I did pause. Um, yeah, I'm I'm over the moon with how well today went. So we ended up, we think we ended up, uh, it's a little unclear because we were just going off a race monitor, which isn't official. We won't know for sure for probably another week or two, but uh, it looked like we ended up third in class yep. for the day. Yep. Um, and uh, 20th overall. Yeah. Which is... Kind of exactly where I was like saying my yeah. over the moon. I would be happy with this. I would be ha- I would be thrilled if we did this. Yeah, that was exactly what I said. Yes. I said I said podium in the class and twentieth and top twenty overall. We squeaked in. We squeaked yeah. in to my best case scenario. But guess what? We did that in one of the days. Yeah, because because chump treats these days as two separate races. Yeah, there's, so there's two separate races. And, but then the classes, you get awarded podiums based on your cumulative totals for the two days. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of like one big race, but kind of not. It's kind of weird how they do it, but uh, yeah. It was a good... Today was a really good day. Today was an awesome day. So yeah, so... Last night was not so good. Last night was rough. Well, yesterday was rough. So yeah. yesterday, you may have seen on our Facebook Feed of me explaining how the alternator broke off the car, uh, the it sheared the alternator bracket. I didn't even know that was an option. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Yeah, I mean, whenever you lose the support, the belt tension really takes over, and I mean, it's it's just applying torque. To, yeah. Yeah. So. And it must have me. I, I had a burger burp as I'm shoving French fries into my mouth because yeah. after French fries, we're eating beignets. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so Dave's just like trying to power through French fries uh-huh. to get to beignets. <laughs> we made a food pile. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, um, I yeah. think, so, so yesterday, that must have broken, like, as I was leaving the pits. It, it did, yeah. Yeah. And so, so if you're ever at Road America and you happen to find an alternator belt and part of an engine block from a 1987 Maserati by Turbo. Yeah. You put, can send, put it in the mail. Yeah, put it in the mail to uh, Ian's dad in northern Wisconsin, care yep. of really bad decisions. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so so let's see. So we had the alternator, but we got we got it fixed and we got it back out on the on the track. Yeah. And so we got it fixed by kludging together us uh, some two by four, a little bit of wood, like a wooden uh, wedge. Yep. There was carpentry involved. There, there was. A- anytime you're in the garage and fixing a car and you hear a circular saw cutting wood, <laughs> you know you're doing it team clear coat. Mm-hmm. You know you are doing things according to the way that we would do them. You, you know why? Why it's, is that? It's Italian. Yeah. So it's Catholic. Ah, uh, It appreciated yes. it you uh, acting like Jesus. That's it. You just had to put some holy water and some carpentry into it. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Okay. And then it would have helped if you had worn sandals. Ah, yes. All so, right. Yeah. Well, I didn't shave, so maybe I had that going for me. Yep, that helps. Okay. All that helps. All right. Yeah, and then what else happened yesterday? Uh, yep. Yesterday was also the day that the clutch grenade. The clutch. And the clutch, It. so there was no slipping. Yep, there was no a smell instantly gone. Yeah, there was a clutch there one second, and then not there another yep. second. And that yep. happened right after my stint. 
Yep, and it happened when your father got in the car. Yeah, so yesterday what happened was uh, my uncle went out uh, in the beginning. Uh, yep. And he had a good, pretty good stint. He was losing electrons. He yeah. was losing, he was slowly losing voltage throughout the stint. We cut his stint a little bit short. Yep. Um, I got in the car uh, and then it immediately broke. Yep. Uh, like as I was leaving the pits, the all of a sudden the uh, voltage dropped to like 10. Yeah. And uh, I barely made it back yeah. around because Road America is long. It's over four miles. Yep. Sure is. So if you break something on pit out, yep. you're lipping that thing quite a long way back. You really are. You really are. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. And then... Um, I'm glad you made it back safe, buddy. Yeah, me too. It's sketchy in some places. It is. It is. And then... Uh, and then, so I was... We we bodged that together. Yep. Uh, yep. After a couple hours. And then I got back in the car. Uh-huh. Yep. And drove um, for, what? like, al- almost a full two hours. Yep. Yep. And so you started running out of fuel. Yep. Yeah. And then I brought it in. And my dad got in. Yep. And had maybe two laps. Maybe two laps. For sure, two laps. The clutch grenade, and he thought it was the shifter because he couldn't get it out of fourth gear. Yep. And uh, because he didn't, you know, there was nothing, no other symptoms with the clutch. Yep. Yep. Yeah, normally you'd you'd feel it slipping or you would smell burnt clutch, which has a really distinct smell. Yeah. Or you might feel some chunk. Smells like money. Smells like money. Yeah. Some chunk, like maybe as you're pushing through the clutch motion. Yeah. You know, you might feel some hesitation or resistance in areas you're not used to. Yeah. Um, But this was just, boom, clutch to the floor. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it was, uh, we we thought it might have been the throwout bearing. And the throwout bearing, for anybody who doesn't know, basically like a manual transmission has four parts. It has the shifter, the thing that you shift. It has the throwout bearing. The throwout bearing is what actually kind of it moves onto the pressure plate the pressure plate pushes on the clutch and and disengages the clutch from the flywheel right and of, on the engine and so we thought that since everything was since it suddenly went that it was the throwout bearing right because those can grenade and just come apart and like the sob it has a metal bearing inside of a plastic housing Right, and sometimes you think, like in a race condition, that plastic housing is going to get really hot yeah. and melt and and you know blow up. And it, like, what uh, if you ride the clutch? That's what will go is your throwout bearing because it'll be spinning way more than it's used to spinning. It's used it it typically will is used for that shift and it disengages and it cools down. So it's not designed to spin for like hours and hours, you know, like a wheel bearing or something like that. Yeah, that's why like when you're in traffic or at a light, you're not supposed to just sit there with the car in gear and you're you're the clutch in. Right. You're just kind of supposed to put it in neutral and let the clutch out, right? And that takes that pressure off the throwout bearing. It doesn't need to spin. So so we thought it was throwout bearing. Did we have a spare throwout bearing? Yes. Did we have this a spare throwout bearing in the same state? No. So well, it was in the same state. It was just five hours away. Oh, five hours. Okay. Yes. Wisconsin's big. Wisconsin is big. So Ian's dad left to go get the throwout bearing. Right. He 
met your mom? My aunt. Your aunt, halfway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, while they were gone, we started taking apart the... Which, by the way, we have to hope that, for my uncle's sake, that yeah. she doesn't listen to this and realize that we didn't need the throw-up, Eric. Well, you know, I mean, what can you do? So... Avoid home for Thanksgiving? It was nice knowing your <laughs> uncle. Um, yeah, so... So then we, we started taking the transmission apart, which getting the transmission off of 1987 Maserati by Turbo sucks. That sucks. Let's just start uh-huh. with the starter. Yeah. Yes. The starter sucks. So to get the trend, you have to take the starter off because yep. it, you know, attaches to the flywheel, which is within the bell housing. So you have to, you have to take that off, which on a normal car is not a big deal. No. The Italians, though, decided yeah. that it would be a great idea to put oh. it within the V, yep. which is pretty cool. That's a cool little place for the starter. Yeah, because nothing else would be there. Right. Except for the intake manifold, which is over top of the starter. Yeah. yeah. Which so, means it's impossible to get to it. So getting to those three bolts for the starter was really, really hard. Literally, at the same time that that we started taking apart the starter... Yep. The guys in the bay next to us had an E30 M3. Yes. Or not M3. E30 uh, uh, 3 Series. And an M3 wing. Uh, They started taking the engine out. Yep. We got the starter off and the the, uh, steering rack disassembled. Disconnected, yep. In the time it took them to pull the entire engine and transmission out of that BMW. Yes. Yeah. That's how... How bad it sucks. And you and Jake were, were doing that. And Dwayne. And Dwayne. Yeah. There's so we three had three people doing that. Two and a half of them with very good mechanical abilities. Yes. And then you. And then me. <laughs> no, it, I want to say your mechanic abilities yeah. this weekend grew. Like you were on point mechanically. I'm not, it's not that I don't, I'm not a, I'm, it's, it's sort of a confidence thing too. Cause like I, you when, have when it's you not have my knowledge. when it's not my car, okay, and I don't have to rely on it to move True. places. Then it's not or a big t- deal. Or, or transport a baby, right? Right. But it's more that I get nervous about about stuff. So when I have other people there to be like, oh no, that's the right thing to do. Okay. To confirm that I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So so like you always say that the execution is where it breaks down for you because you know yeah. all this stuff. You see how things connect. Yeah. But this time, your execution was on point, man. Thank you. It was really, really well done. Thank you. Yeah. So, and having Jake there was amazing because mechanically, he's on Not just mechanically, he's just an awesome dude all around. Yeah, he, right? was, he was on top of things. And he, yeah. he you know, was, stayed calm. and Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, he so brought that- me Tic Tacs. It was awesome. So, he's just a lifetime pass. Yes, yes. Right? So then, so that was, that got us until what, like, how, how late were we there? Almost 11. It was I, after 11, right? I got to sleep at midnight. So, so we, we wrapped up around 11. Yeah. We, so when, anyway, when we were taking the transmission off while Ian's dad was running to get the throwout bearing, we discovered that it wasn't the throwout bearing. Yeah. Right? And right. so we, we discovered that it was the clutch, but, and we had a spare clutch ready to go. So... Uh, we put the uh, the clutch in the correct pressure plate for the clutch back in the car. Put everything back together. There was only one little panic moment when the um, when the pressure plate bolts weren't tightened down correctly. 
and every, then everything fell into place after that. And honestly, like, it was it was awesome getting that transmission out and back into the car. We did, you yeah. guys did an amazing job. We did a great job. Yeah, and again, but again, it took us to change the clutch. It did. It took us the same amount of time to change the clutch as it took the BMW guys to take out the engine, yes. drive to Milwaukee, and back get an engine yeah and then put it back together yes <laughs> that's how that's how bad and they had to like put they went and got a block they didn't even get yep. a full engine they had to reassemble an engine yes, yes. get it running well they, they, they had the block and we head. beat yeah. them we beat them by what 20 minutes uh i don't know yeah when did they say they got out of there it was not long after we okay. left. they were finishing up when we when we left that's so. pretty awesome they did awesome work and they were awesome guys yeah, yeah they were really cool so um so we got the car started we we put it in gear the clutch gripped and we backed the car back into the garage and went home for the night knowing that that clutch was not quite as powerful as the one that came off it before. But we drove it a total of 10 feet, so we did. We, we did. felt confident. And it was also the thing that we had right then. Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. It was not five hours away. So so your dad came back with the throwout bearing yeah. but, and was kind of relieved to know that it wasn't the throwout bearing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, like, spirits were actually pretty high at that point, I think. Yeah. Right, because we had all just worked together, like doing a mechanical repair. I think your dad had some time to clear his head. Yeah, you know, and kind of just like start to think through some stuff, which I think really helped. Yeah, and so it yeah. was it was good. It was it, really good. It it's, went as well as it could have. Yeah, you're exactly say. right. Yeah, you're exactly right. We didn't have a single sheared bolt during that process, which is amazing. Right. Right? For a car built in 1987. Well, it's probably because they just put a clutch in, like, a week ago. True, but, I mean, you know, like, typically you're going to shear one bolt when you do a job that big. At least I would, you know? Yeah. No, it went, went, again, as as well as it it could have. Other than, the the one thing that I would say went really poorly was the, the jacking. Jacking yeah, the car up. How the, long did it take us to get the car in the air? The jacking, yeah, the jack situation was not good. So they, they have some work to do on the car to establish like solid jack points. Yeah. Well, and just stiffen the floor. Yes. It's yeah. a little sketchy the way it is now. It is around, very sketchy. Yeah. Around uh, turn 13 today, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it, my seat moved and I could hear the, the sheet metal of the floor pop. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what a, I would call sketchy. That's sketchy. Yep. And then also it doesn't sit straight on the jacks. No, it does not. That's that's also a little sketchy. Yes. When you're thinking about piloting it 125 miles an hour down the front street of North America. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so let's talk about the next day. We woke up. Sunday, yes. Got, let's got, talk about Sunday. I'm clapping. I'm speaking the love. Speaking the love that's okay. That's okay. You're, you're amped up, and I, you should be, because today was an amazing day. Today was a good day. So we got up, got everything packed. Did you have to use your AK? I did not have to use my AK. It was a good day. It was a, it good, was a good day. day. I, see, I, 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 got, I got that. That was a youthful reference. Yep. Except that it was 25 years ago. I'm still shouting. I'm worried about being picked up on the mic, so I'm going to yell this whole time. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, well, also, that RX-7, that was too two pits away from us was the loudest yes. car on the planet yes uh, 
And so we might have had all the hearing loss. Yes, all of it. What? Tinnitus sucks. Um, yeah, so today, um, can I say, can I tell you something that I'm proud of? Can yeah, I, can yes. I, can I yeah. toot my own horn for a second? You need to. You need to because your horn is too worthy, Ian. Okay. Uh, so I think that on the strategy front, uh huh. I was on point today. You were. Because you were. I suggested the driver order and yep. uh, and I, I was the one pushing for us to lengthen our stint and yep. I think that was what kept us in the running. It did. It um, did. So basically what happened was I, I, we, we decided on a driver order of uh, my dad going up first, mostly because he, he didn't get very much drive time yesterday. Right. He got like four laps in. Half of which were fourth gear only. And, and if anybody is going to have the expertise of babying the, a new clutch, mm-hmm. your dad probably has the absolute best feel for that. Probably. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I suggested that Craig go next. Uh huh. I go third because it's seven hours. Yep. So I figured if we're doing full two-hour stints, we're even just south of that. Yeah. We would want to have Craig back in the car since he's the fastest driver. Yep. For the for the last hour. So, and the idea is because of how physically demanding it is, Craig recovers while you're you're out for your stint, mm-hmm. and then he's he's in good enough shape to pull another hour and twenty minutes, hour and something like that in yeah. the car. Right. I'm exactly. ready for beignets. Okay. Here are beignets. Here we'll just swap these. I'm okay. still eating French fries, so we'll just swap. Okay. Like so. Sorry, there's road trip logistics happening. Yeah. Okay, there we go. There's Thank you. All the fried food. This is the fried yep. food area. Yeah, this is the, all on the, the fried floor food. of the yeah. quest. Uh huh. Yep. Huh. So, I have French fries in my mouth now. Yeah, no problem. I got beignet in my mouth. <laughs> so, Craig's stint was awesome. It was. He was on top of it. Well, well. First of all, let's talk about your dad's team. So it rained. Oh last yeah, sorry. Night. Yeah, my dad's. It team. rained last night, so the track was wet. There was no new precipitation falling, but it was a beautiful, foggy Wisconsin morning. It was gorgeous. It was very humid. Yeah, very humid. It was like sixty degrees out, and I was sweating. Yeah, yeah. It was so humid. So the the track was not drying. No. And it was you know it was pretty cold, uh, uh, track temperatures and stuff, um, and it was greasy. Yeah. Greasy. Lots of movement out there. Lots of people spinning out. Because it just kind of did a, like a slow mist all night sort yep. of thing. Yep. And so it was it was probably worse than if it had just rained, rained. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so everyone was kind of tiptoeing around. And my dad did exactly what he needed to do on that stick, which yes. was just slowly. Which was just get. Bring the car back for the next yep. stint. Yep. Stay on the lead lap. Yep. And uh, and start finding speed when it became available. Yeah, and he did that perfectly. Like he he, he had an awesome session. Yeah, but because thirty year old Italian race car. Yep. We did pick up on a problem towards the end of his stint, which yes. kind of you know plagued us the rest of the day. Right, but it was something we could work around. Right. So. It was a uh, an issue with fueling of some sort. We're still not sure exactly why. We don't know if the fuel pump's getting weak. We don't know if the temperature of the gas. We think we, I think that's the winning. Yep. Yep. That's the most. Uh, we think the gas uh, was getting too hot because of the way that the return is now routed through the engine bay. Yep. Um, or 
uh, there, there could be some sentiment because it's a stock tank. We're not sure exactly. But basically, as the, as the stint went on, the car would start losing power and losing power and losing power. Yeah. And, uh, and by the end of it, it's nearly undrivable. Yep. I ended up having to basically anything over four and a half thousand RPM, you might as well, you know, just be in neutral. Like yeah. it's just hesitate, hesitate, hesitate. So I ended up shifting around four thousand RPM uh, and just like barely getting boost. You know, I was getting out dragged by preludes. You know, right when not... you had two cylinders and two turbos on top of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so my dad brought it back we fueled it back up sent uh sent craig out and he immediately was just putting in fast laps yeah the the track was had a dry line at that time well and the sun came out yep like with briefly maybe yeah. like 10 minutes left in my dad's step yep. and it really just like baked off the last of the rain yeah um and so he just he got in and he was able to just kind of jump in and immediately get the hammer down and then the same thing started happening to him at the end of his stint. Yep. Um, so he did it nearly, he did, both of them did close to two hours. Yep. Um, I got in, was going really well. Oh, we changed brake pads when you got in. Yeah. Oh, Dave. So Dave, so it's no secret that my biggest struggle with this car has always been yep. braking. Yep. Always. Yep. I don't, Dave, first of all, had was able to do a side of brake pads each wheel was about 90 seconds yeah about 90 seconds to two minutes for a brake brake pads on each side yeah, yeah. which was amazing because we just did it in the pit lane and and he knocked it out really fast um and i don't know what sort of ginger magic <laughs> you put on those things but the braking has never been as good okay uh as it was uh as it was today those are um, brand new Hawk blue pads. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what it was. The pedal feel was so much better. Okay. Um, every, and it was just much more confidence inspiring because I just had more feedback through the thing, through the pedal. Um, yeah. So I did, I spent one lap betting them in as best I could. Yeah. yeah. And then I just kind of went for it and was able to really uh, turn consistent laps, even though I was in a lot of traffic. We we could tell when you were break when you were building confidence in the braking. Yeah. Because in turn one, where we can see where people start to brake from the pit lane, uh-huh. uh huh, you would start braking later and later and later every single lap. Yeah, I mean, by the end of my stint, I was braking. Part of it was by the end of the stint. So what? I'll get to that in a second. So the, um, the yeah. So in the beginning of my stint, I was braking at like the four board. Yep. Uh, into turn one, which is terrifying. Yeah. Because you're doing 120, 125 there, uh, or at least I was in, in the Maserati, and then, uh, you know, turning in at like um, uh, 75 uh-huh. to 80, somewhere yeah. in there. Uh, it's a fast corner, and it turn one's so scary because you it's a fast entry, it's a fast turn in, and then uh, if you get, if you don't hit the apex, the further out you get, the more off camber it gets. Yeah, so yeah. it just, it's like exponentially worse, uh-huh. the worse it goes for you. Yeah, if you miss it, then you're punished for missing it. Yeah, by getting sucked into the wall down there. Yeah. Um, which, you know, people do. Um, and then, uh, so 
the big thing that happened to remind me was there was a full course yellow. Uh, a, a Miata uh, blew up, like blew the fuck up. Really? In the carousel. No way, I didn't know that. And it was just just a huge slick of oil. Oh, okay. It was like okay. Exxon Valdez down there. It was, okay. On the exit of the carousel, it was a mess. And it took them a while to okay. get it cleaned up. Yeah, you pulled, I think, three 13-minute laps. Yeah, I was yep. behind the behind the pace car. It was pretty terrible. Um, but and this is why we think that it was uh, heat from the for the fuel system because it was I didn't have that was, his, that was causing the hesitation in, in the Maserati. Right. So as soon as uh, as soon as the yellow went, you know, I had been kind of putting around. Yep. Not so, as much air moving through the car. Right. Uh, and yeah, a lot more heat soak in the engine. Yep. Uh, in the engine compartment. Um, all of a sudden, I'm getting, you know, no acceleration. Right. Like, it was just, and it was, it felt like fuel starving. Okay. Uh, and it was really, really frustrating. Okay. But it did kind of allow me to, like, I kind of, I started driving it like a momentum car. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And so I started carrying a lot more speed through the corners. And, Knowing that it was going to be harder to make it up. Right. Okay. Um, and going deeper in my braking zones, and I actually kind of gained a lot of confidence in the car because of that okay uh, okay so yeah i was driving the shit out of that thing while i was going slow okay it was just there was no there was only so much i could do okay yeah uh, yeah i mean yeah what could you do yeah even when it was bogging down on you you were still pulling so like your fast lap today was a 304 yeah so even when it was bogging down in the areas that would impact your times the most uh-huh right you were still pulling 312s yeah. And 315s. Yeah. So you were only losing 10 seconds over four miles yeah. well, and, with, a bo- with a bogging down engine. And for anyone who doesn't know, Road America is dominated by straight line speed. It is. Performance. It is. Because yeah. it, there are three straights that are like o- over half a mile, I think. Yep. There's three straights that are over half a mile. And a lot, like, there's a huge portion of the lap is full throttle. Yep. Uh, yep. So it's a it's a big deal there if you if you are down on power. I I could see in the times where like you were struggling with it being down on power, and then you actually started improving, even though the situation was getting worse. Yeah. So and, one thing I because that was when I I think that was probably when I realized that I could short shift and, and okay and manage it a little bit that way. Uh, okay. Uh, it still wasn't great, but it it, it helped a little bit. Okay. Uh, but yeah. It was it was kind of a, some experimentation to try to figure yeah. out how to how to grab back some laptop because the thing is we didn't want to pit right too early yes. because we didn't didn't want to have Craig have that problem at the end of the race yeah because we were fighting for the lead we were we, we were, were we were fighting for the lead in the class we were on the same lap as the all three of us in the in the class top three of the class were in on the same lap and we were at most points separated by like a minute and a half yep after yep. seven hours yeah after seven hours we were it 30, comes down to a minute and a half we were 30 seconds behind second place yep yeah which is crazy yeah um the, the the first place car dropped out it was a pontiac firebird that uh blew an alternator and they couldn't get it back on the road and they were ridiculously fast. Yeah, they, they weren't in the right class. Yeah, because there was a Camaro that won the overall race that was basically the same configuration as that car and 
I mean, they won the overall race. And they were know? in a different class, yeah. Yeah, they were in a different class. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, but, like, so once the Firebird dropped out, we had we had a Fox Body Mustang and a Toyota Supra. and Yeah, first generation Supra. Yeah, and then a big, uh, older Pontiac Le Mans. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, a bigger, older Pontiac Le Mans. That was crazy fast on the straight and predictably yeah. pretty slow in the corners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it came, it actually came down to us being able to maintain our spot and actually have a good chance of winning our class came down to pit stops and fuel strategy. Yeah. And, the, and we were on it with that stuff. I mean, yeah. we really were. And I think, you know, you and Jake deserve a lot of the credit for how well we did today especially well, thank you. because our fuel stops were uh, perfect they were underneath the minimum that it that you have you have to be there for five minutes yeah in order in order to have a successful pit stop and if you're if you're out too early they hold you right until you've met, met that five minute and so, so no we, matter what you're gonna have a five minute pit stop you come in just to say hello to the pit crew, you still have to wait five minutes. Right. Um, and that's supposed to be so people take their time when they're fueling and, yep. and don't rush. Um, that said, you still do kind of need to rush fueling. Yeah, it, yeah. in practice, it doesn't really work all that well. Part of that is my dad's janky-ass fuel cans. But, but yeah, he needs different fuel cans. But yeah. we rolled with it, and so we were about four minutes, four minutes, 30 seconds for fueling. So we did we did fuel in that pit stop before you drove, right? To yeah. set the car up for you. Yeah, fuel, we did driver fuel, change. Driver change. We jacked up the car, which takes a little bit. Especially because we can't jack both front wheels at the same time. There's not a jack point to do that. We had to jack each side. Yeah. Right? Ian, there was a lot of jacking going on. I know. We were jacking okay. all over the place. Jacking left, jacking right. Yeah, just jacking yeah. all over. Jacking. So much jacking. And then also we picked up the car. So <laughs> so, so we had to jack up the car, right? So so we got fuel. We got driver change. Yeah. We got jacking up the car. We Pulling the wheels. Putting, uh, me doing the brakes on that side putting a new fresh tire on for you yeah yeah we swapped front tires then as well and and then going to the other side doing the same thing over there jacking the car up brake uh taking the wheel up brakes and then uh tire for you and we were done in less than 10 minutes yeah for all of that yeah it was it was really good then why does it take me 19 hours to change the brakes on my side I'm not sure because you were super fast at it. I, I well, it, the the key to those brakes is that they're actually the exact same setup as the rear brakes on my Saab, uh-huh. with two pins and a spring between them. Yeah. Instead of like the little guide pins and yeah, springs that you what, have to clamp in. Yeah, that's what the Volkswagen has. Like, yeah. Pain in the ass. And, and my Saab's fronts are like that. Right. But the, I mean, the downside to those with the pins is that you can't use very big brake pads. Right. But. You know, they, you can change them quickly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So you were you were set up, and you executed with a with a, a well tuned car, and I'm glad I'm glad you could do that. Yeah, it was fun. That, that car was a lot of fun today because with with good tires on at the correct pressure at the correct pressure 
it, it felt it felt definitely more dialed, and the, yes. the brake the brakes helped a lot. Also, what helped was uh, I didn't move the seat forward. Okay. And it, I had to reach a little bit more. Okay. Uh, which so wasn't ideal, but uh, I felt more comfortable in the car, and I also think that I was maybe closer to the uh, like the yaw. Oh, you're yeah. The yaw like uh, center of gravity. Okay. Like you know where it rotates around. Yeah, yeah. And so I I felt like um, you had a better butt feel. Yeah, I had a much better butt feel for the balance of the car through okay. through some of the corners. So when it rotated, it didn't feel so weird. Okay. Um, I honestly, it's a weird small thing, but it honestly felt like hey, it, no, it, it I can made see a big that. difference. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, yeah. So okay. yeah, and then so I I did my stint with all the all the fun of that, and then Craig got back in the car and just started churning out fast laps. Yep, yep. He was he was on it. He was all uh, you know in the in the consistently in the kind of three hundred four, uh, three hundred three, three hundred four, three hundred five range. Right, and then once in a while dropping in a three hundred one. You know, um, yeah. And then just we were all glued. To timing and scoring. Yes, we were. Just, yeah. I've never seen Dave so excited for a race. I, I, Ian, I was excited about racing. Yeah. I was. <laughs> racing happened. I know. And that's Absolutely. what it takes. It takes, like, multiple hours. Yeah. Me, me having a really hearty investment in it. Yeah. You know? And then it coming down to a very close race. What are you navigating to? I'm sorry. What? Oh, to, I'm navigating to Des Moines. Oh, you're navigating yeah. to Des Moines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were navigating. I thought you no. were trying to navigate. It was like four hours and forty-four minutes. Right. Is not well, correct. Clearly, you've done that wrong. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted yeah. to make sure we weren't going the wrong direction. No, and we should probably keep this section in the podcast. Okay. All right. All right. Let's keep it. Okay. Here's a Dunkin' Donuts if you want coffee. But is it going to be good coffee? Well, it, Dunkin' Donuts, I think, is standardized. Yeah, right? I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, we need that. You can top up with gas. We should get some donuts. <laughs> After all this fried food, that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. We have only have 32 beignets to eat. I know. Yeah. 32 I, I, beignets we I've, got. I've dipped away at some of them. I know. They're, they're tiny. They're not like beignets I've had that are like the size of a donut. These are like, maybe like, I don't know, like, what size is this, Ian? It's like a little pocket. Maybe like two inches by two inches. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. If only there was something I could measure with. Yeah, it just used, it's three of my penises. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, today was an awesome day. Yeah. We finished third in our class. We finished 20th overall. 20th overall. That was amazing. Yep. For, for today of racing, mm-hmm. right? If you combine it with Saturday and Sunday, eh, not so good. But yeah. today, today was a good day. Yeah, it was very good. And, uh, you know, I think they have a solid direction forward with that car. There's yeah. definitely a list of things that need to be looked at. Yep. I think the frame rails is yep. number one on yep. that list. Yep. Uh, I would also say maybe maybe different tires. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in love with those tires. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know what else. Okay. Okay. So, again, so I asked you this the same. I asked yeah. you the same thing after sure. uh, after lemons. Yeah. 
what is the, how did this affect your, uh, your outlook on potentially driving? Um, I'm, I'm still kind of scared to drive chump car. Yeah. Oh, we do need to say today, there was only a little bit of car to car contact, but that was a little bit of rubbing. They promptly scolded the entire field for it. <laughs> the entire paddock, yeah. 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 Um, so they did that. There were no collisions. Yeah. There were no collisions. Yeah. So this is a very safe racing league. And, and Road America, really, we can't stress. I mean, oh. it's just kind of a scary track. It is. It you is. Know? Yeah, it's an intimidating track. It's a fast track. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think some of those guys were... were we're nudging 140 on the straight. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and and then there were cars that were nudging 90 on the yeah, straight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're looking at least a 50 mile an hour differential. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it it makes me want to drive lemons and continue to support you and work chump car for okay. the time being. Yeah. There are also slower tracks than that. Yeah, and so and so we're talking about Jake. We're talking to Jake, and we might see if we can work something out there. But we're really, I'm excited for the future of us in amateur racing because it's going to just be us throwing money away and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have more updates as we travel on since we're still in Wisconsin. But yeah, uh, yeah, definitely because we're planning on driving through the night now yeah and the only thing that might keep us awake is recording yeah so you might hear some weird stuff okay okay all right good job everybody good job ian let's go home i love you i know ian yes sir so burgers and beignets burgers and beignets and on top of that they had a veggie burger in wisconsin yeah which was fucking insane yeah and very welcome, because that was really the only vegetable I got, besides fries. Yeah, and I think there, there's going to be just a, a strong element of foreshadowing from here on out Oh yeah, in this, in this episode. Um, and I'm just going to say that right now, your dainty vegetarian colon <laughs> digestive system was not prepared. It was not. It was not. For this trip. It said, I'm not ready for this. I'm not. I've been living in Colorado for 16 years. Yep. And you want to do what? Yep. You want to go where? Dave, I'm your butt. <laughs> Listen to me when I speak. Because guess what? I actually call all the shots. Here's the oh, thing. You really do. You want to sit down for a job interview? Yeah. Your butt has to be in line. That's true. Right? That's true. You know, I have a lot of things I need to talk to you about. Yeah, you do. Dave's butt. Yeah, you do. Which will become apparent later in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stick around for that. That's the worst tease ever. It is. It is because it, (laughs) it, the destination is my butt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, uh, car show, uh, we were driving a race car. That's why we were in Wisconsin. That's yes. why we were in the sausage capital of the world. Yes. Um, so let's talk first about Saturday. So I know sure. in that segment we talked about Sunday first because we were just so pumped about it. But we should talk about Saturday a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, so Saturday was a was an interesting day, I would say. It was 
It was one of those days where it could have been demoralizing if we didn't, if if we just, we could have given up if we wanted to, but we didn't. We right. rallied. We rallied. We did. Right? Yeah. We, we rolled with some changes. Yeah. So, so just to recap really quick. So the first thing that happened with the car, um, was we were we were we had been fighting electrical issues, uh, and you heard us talking about it in the first show and and in that last segment. We had been fighting electrical issues all day Friday. Yep. Uh, during we, test and tune. Dur- yeah, during the test and tune, and then Saturday uh, during uh, Craig's uh, first stint uh, or his only stint that day, he was the first driver. We were fighting. We we were kind of managing it and kind of monitoring it. Right. I got in the car. It broke on our on my outlap. Yeah, and, which was crazy. And I just want to say real quick, we weren't exactly sure if it was the alternator or the battery during that time. Right, right. But um, so we had tried swapping the battery because your dad and Craig went, went with a smaller lithium ion setup for the battery. Right. Um, in the name of saving weight, but I mean, you know, yeah, it's a battery. Yeah. Um, so we were trying different batteries, uh, but it turned out that the alternator. The alternator itself needed a rebuild. It was full of oil. Mm-hmm. It was dirty. But also, we did have an issue with the alternator just snapping straight off its bracket. Well, right? the, the bracket. The yeah, bracket the, snapped off the block, which right. I was not aware was an option. Yep. Yep. It is something that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. When you So, yeah, when you have a piece of hardware like that and uh, belt serpentine belt tension, mm-hmm. I mean, that can... The, the tension of a belt can torque metal. I mean, that's just aluminum. Aluminum yeah, is so that's soft. True. That's true. You know, the oil pan and the block on that car is just aluminum. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, yeah Which is it was great crazy. for weight. But, man, I mean, aluminum is soft. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it, and again, it must have happened when I, when I nailed it going out of the pits. It could have. Because yeah. the it, – the, the voltage just started dropping. Yes, yeah. As so soon as I left the pits, that sudden change to the to yeah. the RPM of the alternator belt could have yeah. just pulled that bolt out of it, out of the bracket, right, and just caused it to tilt over. Yeah. So if you're ever at Road America and you somehow get into the grass, yeah, on pit out a little bit, um, and you with a metal detector, and you run over a piece of aluminum and a. Uh, uh, an alternator belt from that's a, probably like four and a half inches long or so, five <laughs> inches. Yeah, that yeah. bracket was big. Yeah, uh, and a, and a radiator belt or a, not a radiator belt. Jesus Christ, a uh, an alternator belt from 1987 Maserati by Turbo. Uh, that was me. Sorry. Yeah, sorry yep. about that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe put those in an envelope. Yeah. Send them back to us. Yep. Yep. Team Clearcoat PO Box. I don't know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that that was the first big issue on Saturday. Yeah. Sunday. Or, and uh, then the second big issue on Saturday was the clutch exploding. And it's hard to. I, I think the thing that we didn't really talk about because we were so excited about talking about Sunday in the car, uh, the emotional roller coaster. Yes. Of of oh, so I was in the car. I brought it into the garage. Dwayne was like, "Okay, stay in the car. Yep. We're gonna try to fix this. Yep. And then we're gonna and then we're gonna push you back out. We're gonna send you right back out." I was like, "Great." Right. So I'm I'm in the car. I'm sitting in the car for probably 10, 15 minutes before you guys really figured out. Oh wait, that whole thing sheared off. Okay. Um, 
because I don't think it was re- immediately apparent because it it, sh- it sheared off pretty cleanly. It did, yeah. And it took a second. You, you kind of had to take a second look at it to make right. sure that. Yeah, I mean, you just wouldn't think that a chunk would be missing. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you can see when something is screwed in wrong or like when a part is. Yeah. You a know, bolt snaps or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But like when a, like a little bridge of metal mm-hmm. that used to be there is no longer there. Right. It takes a while for your eye to catch that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, so then Dwayne comes over to me and is like, get out of the car. We're done. Okay. And that, that was what he told me. Oh, wow. Okay. And then he was like, you know, that it sheared off the block or whatever. Okay. And so I, I was really down when I, when I heard that. So I like kind of slowly got out of the car and okay. got undressed and right, was right. really bummed. And then, and then we kind of got our heads down and kind of got into it. Yeah. And it took us what, an hour like, or so? I think close to two hours. Close to two yeah. hours. And yeah. we fi- we kind of got it, you know, I was running around the, the paddock looking for hardware. Yep. Asking um, other teams for bolts and stuff like that. You and Jake were kind of engineering a solution. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, Dwayne we, was we were doing trying carpentry. To, yeah, he had to make a, a little wooden wedge to to pick up where the to push the alternator back. And Jake and I were trying to figure out how to line it up because right. there was there's like a cooling hose right behind it or uh, uh, an oil return. And yeah. so the alternator, like it, if it was truly in its in a good place, it would be kind of almost all the way back against this um, this oil return line, it, but there wasn't really anything to keep it from rubbing up against it, which right. would have just burned through the line and then oil would have been everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, that's the one thing we didn't, you know, have an issue with. During... Well, after we, I mean, we did. We just sopped it up with zip-tied yes. uh, paper towels. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Because no, it was right. seeping out of the bottom of the, uh, that's that's how the oil got into the alternator in the first place. No, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't? Co- it's coming down from the cam seals. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, it was coming down from above. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we, we thought we had an oil leak at the uh, dipstick drain or dipstick uh, where it seats into the oil um, pan, right? But it, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. it was just pooling in there. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So we, we, you know, Jake and I were under there trying to figure out like exactly how this alternator was would line up, you know, on these different pulleys coming off of the engine, and so yeah, so you know, we we rallied, you know, yeah, yeah. And then I, I think you know, seeing getting that because it was a it really was a true team effort, yes. to get that car patched up and back out. Yep. In two hours. Yeah. Um, from what, you know, I would have, if I, if that had been me, uh-huh. I would have looked at that and be like, well, this car is junk now. We, it, right. <laughs> like, it, it, and we did not work at what I would call a breakneck pace. We worked at, at a very methodical slow pace. So we knew right. that, you know, the day was, we weren't going to do well for the day, that it was yeah. going to take some time, but we wanted to try to get it back out the same day. Yep. You know, so we didn't like, we didn't kill ourselves like, you know, I think this is good enough, you know, get it back out there, get it back. The, right. We took the time to to fix it to the point where it held the rest of the weekend. It did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so we, we got, we got it back out. Uh-huh. I got back in the car. I did a full stint mm-hmm. um, with a wooden block holding the with, alternator. With a wooden block holding with the enough space to give the belt tension. Yep, and we figured out what combination of things to have on in the car uh, to to have the voltage steady and and everything. And and it was managed and it was fine. Okay, 
for my whole stint. Yeah. I bring the car in. And so that was like, once we realized that everything was steady and I could like concentrate on driving and yeah. I had, I think I had, you know, a decent, a decent ish stint, um, in the car and, and it, it felt great you okay. know, to, to, to just drive for a while. Right. Right. Yeah. So I bring the car back in. Yeah. You were out for an hour and 45, two hours, something like that. Yeah. I yeah. Think so you had a good solid run. Yeah. And yeah. it was, just, it was consistent. It was everything I wanted it to be. So I brought it back in. Uh, everything was fine. Uh, we've got my dad in the car. We had a good pit stop. Yep. We had a great pit stop. Yep. Fi- uh, under five minutes for that. Yep. Yep. He goes out and then- Two all, laps. Two laps. And all of a sudden he radios back that it's stuck in fourth. Yeah. Stuck in fourth gear. And we so we start ripping apart uh, steer, uh, shifter linkages and stuff. Well, it, he comes back and um, Jake and I- uh, Oh no, no, that Jake and I pushed you. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he comes back and yeah, you pushed me in the garage because remember the the alternator, yeah, the battery right. didn't have enough charge that's to right. actually start the car. Yeah. So your dad comes in and the the he has it in neutral by then, but the clutch is just going to the floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so he's uh, it, yeah, it turns out that oh, he figures out oh, it's the clutch. And mm, throwout bearing is what we thought it was. First. Well, what, after we got up in the right, air, we thought right. it was the throwout bearing because Craig could see the fingers yep. were all jacked up on, yep. the, on the clutch, and he could see that up through the gap. And so it looked like the throwout bearing had grenaded and and yeah. was holding some fingers in and letting others yep. Yep. go out. Um, and then it turned out that, that 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 wasn't what it was. No, as you as you heard in the in, in the previous yeah. segment, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, but all this in, in, on Saturday. Yeah. And the, I think the, the, the thing that I wanted to talk about on Saturday really was that how fun that night actually ended yeah. up being. That night was actually awesome. As yeah. frustrating as it was to work on that thing. Yeah. And the awesome guys with the BMW next to us, like. Yep. And then the Stratus guys on the other side. Yes. Like everybody yes. was Crash so Crash cool. management racing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Jake is right. Like. There are friendly people in, you know, in the racing community, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's good people. It's really cool. Yeah. We had some great conversation. We actually had some really good pizza. I don't remember the name of that pizza place, but we had pizza from that place twice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That didn't have anything to do with me nearly shitting myself, just (laughs) consuming giant discs of grease (laughs) over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, we had, we had some pizza, we had some beers and we got it, we got it working and getting that transmission Back in. Yep. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about it on Jake's podcast. So yes. Kind of- yeah. The moment of serendipity. Yeah. Yeah. This That one moment, that shining light of a moment was five, five of us, four of us were underneath it was, the car. It was fi- It was all five of us. Yeah. Craig, on it. Jake, me, you, and Dwayne. Yep. Yep. All five of us underneath the car, holding the transmission up, trying to slide it back into place. Yep. Right? And we have to get the drive shaft out of the way and the exhaust out of the way. Mm-hmm. And there was this weird, there was this weird transcendent moment where none of us spoke, but we all like, we all- we all made adjustments independently. Yeah, we exactly, independently. And they all happened to be the exact adjustments at the same time that it took to slide it right into place. Yeah, and it just went clunk. Yeah, 
It was amazing because it was like before that we were like, okay, well, you know, you try coming down and you go up and yeah. and like all of this kind of and it's like okay and then and then we were just quiet for a second and it was just like thunk. It was yeah. almost like it sucked back onto the engine. Like yeah. we need to be one again. Yeah, Funk, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And we were just merely witnesses to the two of them mating. Yeah, yeah. And, and to drive home how crazy that was. How nothing is easy on that car. No, nothing. The guys in the B, in the bay next to us it, with the BMW. Yes, were had to. With a blown engine. Had to pull their engine, get all of the accessories off of it. Yep. They had, the, while they were doing that, they had some other people driving to Milwaukee and back, which is about an hour and a half away. Okay. Get a new engine off of Craigslist, bring it back, bolt everything on, and get it back in the car. We had to change a clutch. Yeah. We All we had to do was change a clutch. We beat them by about 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> swapped an entire engine and yeah. all accessories. Yep, that's how that's how much of a pain in the ass it is to change a clutch on that fucking car. Right, the right. Goddamn starter. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Oh man, that starter. But you know what? I mean, so okay, so like Thursday night into Friday, we had three hours of sleep. Right. Yeah. Friday into Saturday, we had what four or five. Yeah, I think four or five. Yeah. Yeah. F- okay. Let's say five. Right. Mm-hmm. Saturday into Sunday, we because we were working until eleven on Saturday night on the clutch. Yeah. Right. We didn't. We finally got, I think, showered and and in bed by midnight or twelve thirty. Yeah. Right. And then we were up at about what six the next morning. Yeah, I think I think it was about five hours of sleep. Okay. That we got. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. So heading into Sunday, when we wanted to drive home, mm-hmm. that same night, yeah. we are dealing with three hours, five hours, five hours. Yep. And then and then I got out of the race car, you know, an hour before the end of the race, an right. hour and a half before the end of the race. Yeah. And then we drove home. We yeah. We drove 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> right? So. Yeah. yeah. And I had already driven two hours. Yes. Yeah. So when we talk about fatigue later- that that I mean that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. But but anyway, yeah. So that emotional roller coaster of getting the car rolling again on Saturday, and yeah, and then just at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, the only thing we did was pull it out of the driveway and back it back into the or you know pull it out of the garage and back into the garage. Right. That it, was all we could do. It was at night, and we didn't want like loud race car exhaust to wake people up in, in yeah. There was trailers a, and someone with a, in a camper like right across. Yeah. The yeah. Drive from yeah. The, so we didn't want to like motor it around. We didn't really hear any other cars running around at that point. Yeah, either, you were so. supposed to stop at ten. Oh, okay. See, so, yeah, I, I had asked somebody if there was a curfew on noise, but I nobody knew. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was ten o'clock. Okay, that makes sense. That um, makes sense. And then, and then Sunday was just such a like, like once that once that uh, that Trans Am dropped out. Right. We yeah. were just like, oh shit, we could almost win our class. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a chance to win our class. Yeah. And that was that was what was so crazy. So Sunday, and, and I think that was one of the things we wanted to talk about here, right? The variety of cars that we were competing with. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, the variety of cars and the thing that, that was so amazing about it was how close that variety of cars was in the race. So, so Sunday, after the, the uh, Firebird dropped out, mm-hmm. Trans Am, whatever, um, it was a 
third gen Toyota Supra, second or third gen Toyota. I thought Supra. it was like a. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, late late eighties version, early nineties. I, I, I think yeah, early nineties Supra. Um, the Fox Body Mustang. Yeah. Us a nineteen eighty seven Maserati. Yeah. And then behind us was an old Pontiac Le Mans or yeah. Grand Prix. I think it was a Le Mans. Yeah. yeah. Big malaise era car. But that thing was fast in the straight. Well, yeah, because guess what? You take all the the awful carbs off of uh or not carbs, uh catalytic converters off of those malaise era cars. They're giant V8s. Yeah. 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 And yeah, they had they fast. had discs all around, so they had upgraded the brakes and yeah, it, that, yeah. that was a it was a pretty fast car. It wasn't super reliable though, so we were yeah. a few laps ahead of it. Yep. And, and that continued to grow Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But the three of us, the the Supra, the Fox Body Mustang, and the Maserati, mm-hmm. were all on the same lap for our class, for, for leading se- our for class. For seven hours. And we finished all three of us within a minute and a half of each other, which is just crazy to me. Right. Like after seven hours, the three of us that were so, such different cars yeah. uh, would, be, would be that close. Um, and, you know, we had been fighting... Um, we had to make we we got hurt because we had to change front brake pads. front brake pads. Yep. Um, and we were fighting that fuel issue the yes. whole time, which I think the more we think about, you know, the further we get from it, I think it's the temperature thing. Okay. I yeah, think I the fuel was getting too hot because uh, during that that full course yellow that lasted yep. forever, um, I didn't. It was saying it was being like. It would only start at like a quarter of a tank, which is what my dad saw. Right. But when it happened for me, it was still at like a half a tank. Okay. But we think it's maybe just because I was going so slowly. Right. It it's, was just more heat soak. Yep. I bet that's right. I bet that's right. It's the yeah. only thing we could think of. Yeah, no, it's a good theory. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I always, we were down several pounds of boost and just, it was just running like shit. And, yeah. And so uh, if we hadn't had to manage that, if we hadn't had to change pads, right? if they had had a central jacking point for the front of the car, yeah. any one of those three things- We could have probably taken first in we, our class. We probably would have gotten first in our class. Yeah. Which, which is, is crazy. Yeah. Which is nuts. So, so let's talk a little bit more about Sunday because, you know, Saturday was that, it was that emotional roller coaster of, of it's working, it's not working, we're fixing it, it's working again, you know, yeah. it's not working- we're fixing it, and then we get into Sunday. So su- Sunday, we get to. The, it had rained overnight. We yeah. got to the track. The track was wet, but there was no new precipitation falling. Right. It was just misty, right? Right. And it, but it was greasy because yes. it wasn't like a hard rain, right? That washed oil and stuff off of the track. Yeah. Or dust. It just like a gentle moisture settled on the track and didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so your dad, since he only got two laps the day before, mm-hmm. he took the first stint. Yeah. And he did such an amazing job because what he needed to do was pilot the car through probably the most dangerous period of the day. Right. Right. When everybody was going to be sideways except for the all-wheel drive Eagle Talon that was just eating everybody's lunch oh my god they were like hey you what are you having a tuna melt fucking give it to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah right that was it oh a hoagie mine yeah right that that all-wheel drive eclipse was destroying the field when the car when the track was wet yeah at one point i think they were 
20 sec close to 20 seconds a lap faster than the next fastest yes. car. Yes. Yeah, they they had started lapping the field by lap 4 or 5. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. But that's all wheel drive for you. Yeah. And right? and apparently really good tires. They yeah. and they they were just yeah, it was it was, a, it was a car in its element. But your dad had to drive during this really really sketchy time yeah. when the car when the I keep saying when the car is drying out, when the track is drying out. I'm so used to dusty rusty leaking whenever it rained. Yeah. I, when it when the roads wet, my car's wet too. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, so uh so it was I mean, it was really imperative and his laps were slower, but the, because it was wet and he was guarding his, you know, his time and he was taking care and he's, as the conditions permitted, he started making noticeable improvements and it was, it was really easy to see. Yeah. You could tell how, what the track condition was by the, his times easily. Yeah. And I, I did not envy him whatsoever because that car is lively in the best of conditions. Right. Especially under braking. Um, I can't imagine, you know, especially down in like Canada Corner, which is like the lowest part of the track. Yeah. And it's all shaded back there as yep. well. Yep. Um, that must have been super sketchy back there. So, yeah. yeah, yeah he did. And I think that was the theme of the day because mm-hmm. it was – it. I don't think – there was no like and, – and this is the thing I think about endurance racing that m- might be kind of appealing is that there was no like – one heroic effort. Like there was right. no... No, you're right. It was a solid effort by every member of the team. Everybody did yeah. exactly what they needed to yep. do. Yep, Exactly. Right. Yep. You know? From pit crew to Dwayne to to the drivers yeah. and the drivers helping pit at everything. And it was, and it was again, like you were talking about on Saturday, um, the, the thing we got really good at on Sunday, especially during our pit stops, was, you know, methodical is better than hurried yes you know you're exactly right yep and it's slow and smooth and smooth is fast and the thing and the thing that um i i didn't realize for like several days after we got home right it, it occurred to me that that sort of pace and attitude and just sort of like professional way of looking at it very clinical yeah that clinical way yeah. of looking at it uh-huh. freed us up to do things that that i don't think uh, you know, my dad and Craig had been able to do necessarily before, and I know they didn't have. We didn't get it done last year. Certainly, it just like what, like getting the tire pressures dialed. Oh yeah, you're right. You're you know, right. Yeah. and that because we we had the space mm-hmm. to think about that sort of stuff right. and pay attention to every single tire as it came off the car. Right. We right because we were all being able to like er, there was more consistency. You know, and part of that was this. Uh, I think I was providing better feedback to. Um, yeah, you're getting better at translating. Yeah, what you're feeling. Right, and yeah. and then and then also the car was more consistently good. So my dad and Craig could could have a good baseline. Yes. To 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 provide feedback to for you know. So it just allowed us space to right. to accomplish yeah. all of the other things that you need to do to get faster. Right. Um. And so, yeah, that's where great. that's what makes a team competitive. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not just a fast car. Right. Right. You know? I mean, so I if I would much rather it be like that than if, you know, Craig had turned out a two minute forty five. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly, right? The fact that his best time was a what, two fifty eight? Uh-huh. Which yeah. was not no, Even that's close a... to the fastest lap of the of the race. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of teams that were faster than that. I mean, that's still 
a quick lap around. Oh, there. it's a fast lap, yeah. Um, but it was we we just did what we needed to do. We did, we did, yeah. And so so you know it was really good that you know we talked about the driver order at the beginning of the day and the reasoning behind the driver order. Mm-hmm. So it was your dad first, obviously, because of his day before he needed seat time. And he has experience. So getting through yep. the rain, getting through all of that stuff. He, Barry Manilow song, made it through the rain. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guess, and then guess what I was raised on as a child? I know. It was Barry Manilow. The yeah. other thing, the other thing that that us being consistent and and uh and solid on everything else allowed us to play with was strategy. It was. Because it really was. we realized that both the Supra Yep. The, at the time, the Trans Am was still in. So the Trans Am, the Supra, and the Fox body all came in before an hour 30. Yep. Yep. Um, before the hour 30 mark. So that, so for anyone who doesn't know, like the pit window for an endurance race of this sort of format is pretty big. So yeah. you'll have teams pitting anywhere from an hour to two hours. Depending on when they run out of fuel, when drivers fatigue, things like that. I mean, typically- or if they have a ton of drivers and yep. they all want to get seat time in, it could be yep. anything. You know? Yep. Yeah. But typically fuel. Yeah, yeah, typically it's a, it, it's coordinated with fuel, and then you know if if you can get it to the maximum, then you have to pit at two hours. Yep, there's yep. no like double stinting in this yep. amateur race. Optimally, you want to run for the full two hour, right. right? Because that gives you the least amount of pit stops in a day. Right, right. But since it being seven hours, right, that's kind of odd, right? Mm-hmm. Because you could take less than two hour stints and still have the same quantity of pit stops as a team that took two hour pit stops. Right. Yeah. You, right? It's a four and stop minimum. Thing. Exactly. And this is where like that strategy starts to come in. But we noticed that those other teams were pitting earlier than we were. And right? I think the first, the first people started pitting in like an hour 15, yep. hour 20. Which we thought was great because maybe, maybe we could get up an entire pit stop on these folks. Right. Which is... A lap and a half uh-huh. around, around there, at least uh-huh. it's a lap and a half because you, you, yeah. you get penalized basically because you get a slow pit lane exactly s- speed limit all the way up that front straight. Right. Um. It's a long. It's a pretty big penalty. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's not just the five minutes for a pit stop, but the time that it takes to get on and off. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um. And yeah, and then warm your tires back up or whatever it is. You know, it's it's a it's a significant penalty. Right. So we thought maybe we could do that. So we, we decided that the best strategy was to stretch our, 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 pit, it was our pit window yeah. as long as possible. And it yep. ended up being, that was the right strategy for us. Right. Um, but we kind of got screwed by that, by that yellow. We did. Because we I did. think there's a chance that one of the other two teams might've had to have an extra pit stop had that yellow not happened. Yep. Yep. Um, cause obviously that's a lot of fuel saving if you're putting around at 40 miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we thought the Fox body for sure was going to need to come in because it's a Fox body Mustang. Yeah. I think maybe they were just trying to get drivers in. Okay. Though after talking to him after the race, but oh, really? okay. it was still exciting and it was it still was. like, it, it was, was nice to have that leeway, that right. freedom to like right. play with strategy. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, because we were all just like on it. Right, know? right. Yeah, so let's get back to drivers doing their job real quick, okay. right? So yeah, so your dad chopping through the rain, right? Yeah. Craig coming in as the second driver, right? Because if we're looking at maximum two-hour stints, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reality, it was about an hour and a half, an hour 40-ish, you know, mm-hmm. right? Your dad, Craig, then you... And then a person to bring it home for that last hour. Right. That was Craig. 
Right. Because right? he was the fastest driver. He was the fastest driver. He he was very consistent in traffic. Yep. Yeah. So he, he was if if we just had to pick one out of the inventory of folks at our disposal to to bring the car home safely, mm-hmm. right? And still have, you know, really good lap times. I think he's, you know, just, yeah. he, he's the person, you yeah. know? And so we wanted, we wanted, instead of you going after your dad, right? Which would have put Craig third, mm-hmm. right? Then you going again, right? right? Um, it, we were able to stack experience, yeah. right? With your dad, Craig, you, um, you turning out a solid session, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then Craig again. So Craig's Craig's role was that experience. Your role was consistency, and you did that well. Yeah, thank you. I, I was really, really happy with my stint on Sunday, even though it was frustrating because the the car ran like shit for it was, the entire time after that. It was that solid yellow. and consistent though, and that like that was your job because right. we were we were in that pack of three cars the trans am was gone by then right right and it was like we just need to keep turning laps yeah and and you did you did yeah and i I felt i i was able to push the car a little bit more on sunday i felt really great um you had a a hot set of brake pads from your boy yeah yeah speaking of doing everything we needed to do you executed that brake pad change and we we still got out i think in under 10 minutes it was oh it was way less than that no, I, I think because I heard the minutes. beeper going off, and you were already doing the right side. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and oh, so wow. yeah, you were. That was you know seven minute, seven and a half minute pit stop. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, which you know for a, a brake pad change as well was that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Especially thank since, you. so, and, and in chump cars, so you're not allowed to do. You can do driver change. Um, while it's, while you're fueling, but that's it. So yep. you can't do any other work on the car while right. fuel is happening. Yep. And, and fuel on that car took about four minutes, four minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. So, yeah. It was a, it so, was kind of a slow process. And that was my job, mm-hmm. right? was fuel. Um, and Jake's job was to hold the fire extinguisher until yeah. I was finished with fuel. Yeah. Right. And so then I swung around and did the driver's side brake pads first. They they are, are honestly they're, they're it's a really good setup. They're smaller pads, which is why we ate through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that kind of setup, you can't use big brake pads, but it's what a lot of cars use as a rear brake pad setup. Right. You know, with with two pins and a spring, and you can pull the brake pads right out without even needing to rotate the caliper up or rotate. Yeah the pads off of the caliper. Yeah. And it it's it's a good setup for racing. We're not going to have that with my Saab. Yeah. But, it was like 90 seconds aside you were yeah. doing them. Well, yeah, thank it you. It was fast. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, just pop, pop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. New, you know, it, well, yeah, you take, we had two pry bars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had two pry bars, so I spread the brake pads back to push the calipers back in so you had space to get the pads out. I had a pin tap and a little hammer. Uh, Top pin, bottom pin, catch the spring when it's coming out, right? <laughs> Set it on the ground, right? You got your two pins and your spring. You 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 take the two pads out with pliers because they're really effing hot, Yeah, turns out. And then you slide new pads in. You slide the top pit, pin in. You uh, tuck the spring back up underneath the, the top pin, and you hold it down as you slide the second pin in place. Done. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just you hammer the pins in all the way. And that was that was that was one of those times where it was like take take 2 extra seconds, Dave. 
Right. Look at the brake pads. Make sure you're not missing anything. Yeah. Because you're sending your buddy Ian out there <laughs> to go flying down a straight at 120 miles an hour. Yeah. And that pedal better fucking work mm-hmm. when he hits it. And if it doesn't, that's on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's also really interesting doing an outlap on a live racetrack betting uh, pad, betting brake pads. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, the way you bed brake pads is you you accelerate to a speed and then you just fucking slam on the brakes. Yeah. And then you do that again. You accelerate, slam on the brakes. It like solid, consistent, hard braking. Then accelerate, solid, and so you're you're seeding that pad material into the rotor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, go until you keep until you can smell them. Yep, and then it, you're good. Exactly. I mean, that's really it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and so a couple of corner workers must have thought I was a fucking idiot because I was just <laughs> I was doing that the whole way down to uh, to turn five. But there was nothing else I could do. I mean, yeah, it it's I an important part of the process. Yeah. yeah, if you don't, you can glaze the pads. Yeah, and then you might as well just get a new set of pads. Yeah, but they yeah. they were they were awesome. Um, it is amazing what just a different set of pads can do for the pedal feel, yeah. for the for the braking power, just a set of pads. Yeah. That's it. Same rotors. Yeah. You know? Same yeah. calipers, same everything else, same fluid, yep. just pads. It, it was such a huge difference. The pedal felt so much better. And that was a big thing is that the... the the pads before the the pedal feel wasn't fantastic, so it was hard to feel when the rears would start to lock. Okay, you didn't get that. You didn't get that through the pedal, and then I was just able to just go super deep into the pedal right away. Um, and the, you know there wasn't as much sneeze room at, at the top either. Like it was a much firmer pedal. Okay, and you could feel it back through the pedal when the tires would start to lock. It nice, was, nice. It was fantastic. I loved it. Awesome, awesome. Those were Hawk Blues that we put on. Yeah. So, so Hawk Blues. Apparently, yeah, that's yeah. my next set of pads. Well, I wouldn't use them on the street, but yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've, you've seen the way I drive. <laughs> I have, I have. But, uh, I mean, those... No, I bet I bet they need a little bit of heat to work. Probably. Yeah, and that kind of stuff gets pretty noisy. Yeah. Yeah, lots of squeaking. But anyway... Yeah, so that was that was everybody doing their job, and it was it was really good. It was yeah, and really, th- and that's really the story. Like, it's hard to make it sound exciting, but it was it was right. Genuinely... It's a Ron Howard exciting. Everybody, exactly. Yeah, exactly. right. This is a story of people just doing their job and yeah. doing it well. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. The end. Right. And it was it was it was such a great it was such a great feeling. And my dad and Craig were over the moon because that was the first yeah full seven hour day yeah uh, you know full race day that the car basically was on track every moment it could have been right yeah um and you know it was still we still had a an alternator that was tie strapped to a piece yeah. of plywood <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> a piece of two by four yeah right. Um, it's like when I emission tested Dusty Rusty uh-huh. and like, yes, I have, I've gotten through, like yeah. I've gotten a 20 year old sob through emissions, right. you know, right. fuck you, you know, <laughs> right. But, and like that thrill of like, oh my God, this Maserati, like we've gotten it through seven hours of hard racing yeah. and came in third in our class. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even though like we came so close to winning our class and or yeah. taking second like third place felt like oh that's an, a victory yeah yeah and right we were 
so, so on such a high. Yeah. And like adrenaline was going for like and we were still I I think I still had a lot of adrenaline going after I got in the van when we got into the van. That's what got me through that first 5-hour driving stint. Yeah. 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 And then we decided to drive straight through. <laughs> yes, to Denver. Yes. Oh, fucking horrible decision. It it was not smart. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But yeah, so but, the, I mean, the, the the theme of this next segment is basically, yeah, the reality setting in. Yes, there you go. Yes, definitely the reality of us in a van, all that time in front of us. That's that's what happened. But more than anything, it's also the story of some some serious chickens coming home to roost. Some serious chicken sausage, someone might say, coming home to roost. It's this is the low point. This is the absolute low point of the podcast, I think maybe. Of the whole podcast <laughs> since we've started. I think so. This is lower than me screwing up Mr. Regular's interview. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't need to take my pants off at any point during that. Nope. Need to, but did. Yeah. Didn't need to, but did. Yeah. But. <sighs> All right. All right. Let's just. Can just... we just stop the podcast? Let's do plugs. Let's... No, no, nobody, we're not. No, no. Nobody needs to hear this. I am Nuck Nuck Goose on Instagram and Twitter. So what you're going to hear next, folks, oh. again, the low point of the <sighs> podcast, the low point of Team Clearcoat oh. as it exists. God. Let me set the scene for you. It's what time is it? It's like three a.m. Three a.m. Ian's taking a shift of driving someplace in Nebraska. Fuck Nebraska. Fuck that whole state. And let's just let's just go right into it. Thank you, Ian. <sighs> Dave, I'm so sorry. What? was that i'm so i am so sorry oh god do you want to explain yourself no really no let's let's let everyone know so it is what three it's 3 a.m there's no getting around that it's 3 a.m we still have six hours of driving to go yep we're in Nebraska. Uh, we're on a 80 you may remember it from times such as these Ah! <laughs> ah! Or there was that other time when we. Ah! Yeah, I-80. Yeah. Um, we can now add to the list of things that we've done together as as friends. <laughs> we've completed uh, races together. Yeah. We've driven cross country together. We have. We've we've started the podcast together. We have. And we. We play video games. We've played video games together. Uh-huh. We, uh, uh, you, well, we, we sat around while you pooped in a field together in very close proximity. And I'm not proud of it. And it really wasn't even a field so much as a parking lot. <laughs> and one tree. Yeah. Uh, all I can say you is... the one tree in Nebraska, so that was <laughs> All I can say is I'm really glad you got those extra napkins. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because they're it, all gone. It was it was like a bridesmaid situation where it was like, this is happening. This is happening. And we pulled into a gas station 
where I, I was like, okay, so, so it, it was at the point where it was doing that. I was going through the waves and like, I was starting to get to the flop sweat portion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that a police officer? Sure. Exactly. Don't know. They have a bunch of safety tape on the back of their car. Um, maybe they're just safety conscious. Maybe they are. Maybe they're safety conscious to pull us over and be like, we saw you shitting in a field, young man. But anyway, I was getting the waves of panic and we saw the gas station. Yeah, I don't know what that is. We saw the, we saw the gas station illuminated, bright, like a beacon of hope for my butt. And turns out the gas pumps were open, but the other kind of pump pumps that I needed, <laughs> they were not open. The whole place was closed. And we had to make a critical decision. Yeah. And that decision was to find one tree and where hopefully only a minimum amount of sleeping truckers could see me. Yeah. And so I just parked within, uh, I would say, taunting distance of you. <laughs> Yeah, you, you rolled down the window and provided a nice soundtrack, which is something I enjoy while defecating. Yeah. And that, and then business ensued. Yeah. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but it's better than the alternative. It happened. It happened. That was the thing that happened. Oh. Yeah. Hey, look, there's a rest stop. There's a re- I, I think it's only trucks though. It's trucks. Oh no, it's ca- it's cars. I could I No, there's no cars. That's I couldn't have made it to that. Really? I don't think I could have made it to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go. I'm glad we stopped then. I I I woke up after my 1 minute nap and was like I need to go. And I, I think the beignet and burger veggie burger just shot through me. I feel like right now you're shutting back down into nap mode. No, not yet. Not yet. Nap Here's mode the, Nap mode might be coming. The sentences are starting to get pretty choppy. <laughs> I think it's more me just coming to grips with what just happened. Okay. Closure. All right. All right. Shame. So we've also, we've also Shame. determined that Dave is... He is a giant toddler. I am a toddler. I am a giant before, child. Before this incident, uh, we'll just call the incident. The incident uh-huh. happened. Uh, oh, now there's bathrooms everywhere in Nebraska. <laughs> Get fucked, okay? <laughs> Fuck your whole state. Uh, God damn it. Oh the one we roll up on and where we try to shit in the toilet like an adult, guess what? You're closed. Then we're going to show you bathrooms for miles after. They're just going to be lined up porcelain beacons decorating the road with salty gas station attendants, music, air conditioning that is way too cold because you're probably on meth. <sighs> And then I'd be able to buy my shame gum. <laughs> shame, yeah. So shame gum is what we have determined is like late night gas station attendants. Oh. They sell a lot of shame gum. People who come running in for the bathroom and yeah. then at the afterwards are like, oh, 
I guess I, I gotta buy something. They're like, so they buy their shame gum. Yeah, I'd like I'd like seventy nine cents of dignity. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. It's just like, oh, I guess I'll just get one tiny bottle of water. Right, exactly. Do you have anything thimble-sized? <laughs> because apparently anything larger is going to cause me to just do this whole thing again well, okay, 20 so, miles down the road. So this this brings us back to the, uh, to the Dave is a giant toddler I theory. I, I, it's not a theory. Yeah, I've embraced it. So, I've embraced it. First of all, you make you require a Ugh. shocking number of bathroom stops. I do for a grown man. I do a shocking number. I I hydrate a lot. Okay. This the second thing. Okay. Is before you fell asleep for your like two minute nap, which uh-huh. is also very top of it. Right? <laughs> you. We had a whole conversation about how. My I'm feeling good. Feeling yeah. good. And yeah. you were doing air punches. Air punches. And I recognized uh-huh. the signs of overtiredness uh-huh. <laughs> from my two-year-old. It is almost exactly the same. I was feeling good. I was honestly feeling good. And then and you then fell asleep it. nearly mid-sentence. <laughs> and then I said, I think I'm going to take a nap now. And then... And then Fell asleep. Yeah. Fell asleep. <laughs> and then woke up like less than ten minutes later. With I with the urgency managed, of a thousand to suns. Sleep through uh-huh. the only major city yeah. for like six hundred miles in any direction. <laughs> Hang on, I have to I have to do something. Fuck you, Nebraska! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Well, why don't we stop recording? Why don't you just lean your little chair back? Okay. And maybe take a little nap. We'll get you some juice, buddy. Okay. The next stop, we can get me juice? Yeah, the next stop might be home. <laughs> I don't think I can hold it that long. I don't, the, we, don't, we don't have enough range to make it that long. Okay. You're Neither lucky. Neither does my bladder. We know. We know. Okay. All right. Nighty night, little Dave. Sorry. Tag, go to sleep. I'm sorry. Go to sleep. I'm sorry. Go to sleep. Dave, can I just say? <laughs> God damn it. That I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm just gonna say that <sighs> you, sir, are the worst lot lizard <laughs> ever. Worst one ever. Well, or maybe if that's your thing, then I'm the best. Yeah. Yeah. If seeing a six foot four frightened ginger man <laughs> the fear drop trow yeah. and poop behind a tree by a closed gas station was your thing like if that was your thing. I like that then you included would be the best. I like that- the best <laughs> lot lizard. Guys, the best. The best. I like that you included frightened, like there was going to be a trucker who was yeah. masturbating furiously <laughs> and then watching you poop and then shouted at you, 
You need to have more fear in your eyes. I can't finish unless you have fear in your eyes. There's like a red tube comment on like the surveillance footage of me. And he's like, nah, it doesn't look frightened enough. Yeah. Three out of five stars. Three out of five tissues or whatever. Yeah. 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 There's there's probably surveillance footage of me pooping in a field while you asked me if taunted I taunted you. Taunted you. Asked me if I wanted to hear talking heads. Yeah. Through the passenger window. Yeah. I was just uh I had <laughs> I had the the door works when you're in park. <laughs> the the electric sliding door. So I Why did you the need do- to open the door if I'm so behind a could, tree pooping? So you could hear the music, buddy. Uh- <laughs> And also so you could hear my taunts because it was very funny. And I, at one point, yelled at you, all those sausages were a bad idea, weren't they, Dave? And I'm just behind the tree going, this is happening. This is happening. And it was really cold. It was really cold. This is happening. Just trying to make sure I didn't get any on my pants because there wasn't anything to lean against. Nothing to lean against. Oh, you're just doing the full open field squat, huh? What else would I have done? You if, didn't. You couldn't put a, arms down behind you. Uh, I'm not too versed on field shitting techniques. Oh, there's a lot. There's you were a- in the military. You probably know how to do it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know the mechanics of pooping are roughly similar, <laughs> no matter where you are. I don't know if you know that or not. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, but yes. Um, I, I have. Did, I did not. I did not put my arms back behind me. See, that's what you need. You got you, you to have some really? support. So you do like a, a crab stance, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's that's what? that's the that's move. the kind of stuff you should have shouted at me from the goddamn. That's passenger not nearly door. as much fun though, <laughs> as. <laughs> Because you know what was going through my the mind? The worst lot lizard. <laughs> or maybe the best. You know what was going through my mind right then? <sighs> was was when we had walked earlier that day uh-huh. to the uh, the concession stand at the racetrack. Yeah. And you were like, I, w- I wish, I, if this had been a Joss Whedon show, it would have been smash cut yes. to you at the concession stand <laughs> going, no, you know what? I'm going to get a bratwurst. Because I, Johnsonville's right over there. Yeah. Turns out you can get those anywhere and you, you don't, <laughs> don't, don't get them anywhere. It's the thing. Don't get them anywhere. Don't. Don't get them anywhere. Yeah. Especially when you are mostly vegetarian. And then and then the other thing I was thinking about was when you ordered the veggie burger <sighs> at Burgers and Beignets and I yeah. was just like, well, that's a little too, that's a... You know, too little, too late sort of situation there. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just throwing good money after bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what? Well, and also you spent like an hour and a half in the bathroom at Burgers and Beignets because I had stuff to work through. Yeah. I wasn't just in there texting sausages. Like usual. Yeah, things happened, Ian. My body was not in good shape. You know, after after we came back, I had one of those like I was like, okay, like. I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, I need like a salad, like a legit (laughs) salad. And like, I even like paid six fucking dollars for one of those cold pressed juice bullshit things from Whole Foods. Oh my God. Ian, I basically needed to coat the entire inside of my body with green things. Yeah. And guess what? It fucking worked. I turned around quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why when we were on the way out there and 1010s guys were like, hey, let's go to barbecue. And you were like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Right. I was like, 
Dave, I just wanted to be a team player. I know. I don't want to be that guy that's like, well, you know, I'd just rather have some tempeh. But if we're honest. I would have rather had tempeh. (laughs) So, okay. So the other thing that happened in that clip was that there was a little bit, there was a a moment where I referred to you as a toddler. Which is not a new thing. No. No. But that was also some foreshadowing like your like your Johnsonville brought moment Ugh. was foreshadowing which Johnsonville brought moment because <laughs> it happened on my butt a bunch of times yeah my butt had lots of moments <laughs> anyway anyway like Dave's previous sausage moment was <laughs> was was foreshadowing to what was going to happen in that field oh. me referring to Dave as a toddler i'm going to say was foreshadowing to the yes. only moment where either of us have lost their patience with the other one. Yes. Yep. The So far in our entire friendship. Yes. Yeah. The only time. Well, that you know of. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that, no, that that could. That could <laughs> I'm uh, just absolutely kidding. Be. It's I'm the only kidding. time I can think of where I have lost patience with you. Right. Yes. No, I, I'm just kidding. You, you are correct. It is the only time we have lost patience with each other. So, so that is, that is what you're about to hear now. Um, and for any anyone who has a toddler at home or ha- has had a toddler at their house, you will instantly recognize my voice when yeah. I'm talking to Dave in this next clip. You go dad voice. I go straight dad voice. And there's a there's a Samuel Jackson, uh, or it's not a Samuel Jackson, but he he does a a reading of it. There's a a, a book. Oh, a go kids, the fuck to sleep. Yeah, a kids book called Go the Fuck to Sleep. And if I had had a copy of it, yeah. you it would have gotten read to you. Yeah, you should have had the audiobook queued up. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you're about to hear right now. Hey, Dave. What? Hey. What? We're still in Nebraska. <laughs> Fuck you, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. What time is it? It's three, four. It's four twenty something. Oh. Four four thirty in the morning. All right. Ian. Yeah. Has it just been me that's been farting in here? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No wonder you keep <laughs> trying to put Altoids in places on me. <laughs> <laughs> in the places that need them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, Ian. Yeah. Let's let's get a four thirty in the morning report. How are you doing, buddy? Fine. Yeah, you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're cranking out the miles. Yeah, you're doing well. Yeah. Wishing uh, wishing someone in the car would sleep a little bit. I did sleep for like an hour. You did not sleep for an hour. I slept. An Interpol album is not an hour and fifteen minutes. I didn't. I didn't say I slept for an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, but you listened to at least a couple of songs. I heard. I heard, I heard a couple. I I went in and out on. Um, oh, what's the one that goes like you know with the song part? You know, two hundred couches. I heard that one a yeah, little bit. I think that's NYC Cares or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I heard. I heard a little bit of that. Okay. Because they used to play that in the rock band. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a band that I was in, but an actual video game. Uh, I kind of figured. Yeah, right? 
Because all of this in a rock band? Yeah. That doesn't work. Nope. No, but you put me in front of some plastic drums. I can have some fun. That Interpol on rock band? Yeah. That's yeah, funny. they did. That's funny. I never yeah. got in on the rock band craze. Oh, that song's called PDA. 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 The, the only reason I would I would do it is to play the drums, because that's the thing that most directly translates, besides the singing. Right. And we all know how that worked out. Yeah. Um, besides the singing, to a real instrument. Right. So that was that was kind of the only way I could live with myself. Uh huh. Banging on plastic drums in my basement. I had the Guitar Hero. Oh, okay. Uh huh. For a little bit. Uh huh. Uh, when that was popular with the Wii, we had we had a Wii. Okay. And uh, yeah, I got sick of that pretty fast. Do Do you know what I think is really really fun? What's that? Is the DJ Hero one? Oh, really? That one's really cool, and actually, like. I need to look for, like, a soundtrack, because they have really, really awesome mashups on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you know how I love a mashup. A mashup. Uh, a, a mashup. A mashup. A mashup, I, yeah. I love a mashup. A mashup is great. Yeah. I like the the jizz and the radiohead uh-huh. mashup. Yeah, yeah. That's I, a really good one. I like I like the batals. Yeah. And, and the jizz... Uh, Mashup. I haven't heard that mashup. Yeah, that sounds like a good. That sounds like a mashup that I would enjoy. The, that's that's the Gray album. The the Beatles and Jay Z. <laughs> I thought you talked about them. I thought you were saying battles. Yeah, I know. I, I said battles. <laughs> because we're doing the voice that we do. There's too much tuna, guys. Our heroes. Uh, that would backfire slightly. Because I, I, I have okay. The Gray album, obviously, I probably heard that. Yeah. Uh, I I think you and I are kind of the I are kind of the too much tuna guys. Yeah, because we're old beyond our years. Yes, first of all, we think a lot of things are really funny that are just not. Right, I was gonna say we think we think we're funnier than we are. Yes, exactly. We think we're we're just and we think knocking on the door to success, and we think everyone else are idiots. So yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's pretty much. There we go. The oh hello guys. Yeah. 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 Wow. Nebraska. Yeah, we're still in the status report, still in Nebraska. We're still in the same state as the poop you left in a <laughs> truck stop parking lot. Oh, I'll probably have to pee in a while. Pro- yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, little Dave. Okay. I know. Right, you want to try to go back to sleep? I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me, let me, g- give me a couple minutes to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Your conversation uh-huh. skills when you get really tired like this. They just fall through the floor. Yeah, but you're very yeah. excited to talk to me. I am, because I love you. Okay. But the, the, your, the, your actual ability to communicate not so good. Okay. Oh, so you're saying I'm bad? I'm bad on the mic right now. Yeah. What? Do you want to try to go to sleep? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. All right. All right. Let's get you some juice, buddy. Suck it, Nebraska. Ian. 
Hey, you know what? I think this blanket fort needs a sunroof. <laughs> so I learned a lot about myself on this road trip. Uh-huh. I learned a lot. Uh-huh. One of those things is what happens when I am truly fatigued. Yeah. Right? Because I actually haven't really been in a situation like that for a while. Is it you become really annoying? Is that what it yeah. is? Well, see, here's the here's the thing. I it's it's like there's this there's this weird intersection of best of intentions, Dave, right. and the physical limitations of Dave. Mm-hmm. And there's a gap there where one doesn't recognize the other, right? Because my intent is to be there for you and to stay awake right. and to, to help, you know, you and I make this road trip, right? That's what I want. I want us to get home safely. Yeah. And obviously, very earnestly, Right. Right. But that's but, not what the team needed right then. No, and it wasn't, right? And and the my failure to recognize that, mm-hmm. you know, was not it was it was very difficult for me to do that. So towards the end, yeah, when like this before the second time I went to sleep, right? Yeah. You were asking me asking me how I was doing and I was like, "You know what? I just need to take a minute and think about how I'm feeling." Mm-hmm. Right? And like just kind of like let myself you know, sit for a minute and not like try to keep you going or anything like that. Right. Just like actually like take a second to let myself like come to a realization of how tired I really was. Right. Because without doing that, I couldn't do that, which like, and on top of that, like my ADHD or ADD, like super is like super ADHD when I'm fatigued. Right. Right. I'm like a hyper visual person anyway, uh-huh. right? Like as we're sitting here, mm-hmm. I'm lining up your head to the diamond quilting pattern on the blanket. Uh-huh. Like that's just something I do. Okay. Right. And like, so like having the, like, j- I mean, that's just part of, you know, like how I look at things. Right. Mm-hmm. And as I get better at managing ADD um, and a, a better awareness of it, I it, it it's it's allowing me to to be to get better at managing it but when i'm fatigued that it's unmanageable right it, i mean it is like i can't i can't manage it yeah i don't have the facilities to say i need to continue focusing on this conversation instead of lining ian's head up uh, his handsome head up on those quilted blanket patterns right mm-hmm. or you know or like uh, or al- basically allowing something else to come in and like on the whiteboard, write a new thing in red letters on the whiteboard. Right. Right. right, right, right you know, right. and, and so like, because that is, that is largely, I, I heard that description of ADD a while ago and it makes a lot of sense to me, right? Because I will have a visual trigger or vi- visual stimulus mm-hmm. and I will, um, that will get written on the whiteboard of my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And when I'm when I have my wits about me and when I am focused on something, I can I can acknowledge that it happened, mm-hmm. right? And I can say, you know what, you need to go down here for a little bit. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and write you in smaller little gray letters, right? Uh-huh. We can think about you later, but we need to get back to the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Right. When I'm fatigued, nope. You might as well just put like 17 toddlers with Sharpies in front of the whiteboard and just let them go at it. It looks like a goddamn Jackson Pollock in my mind. And then what pops out is this car needs a sunroof. I looked at the ceiling (laughs) and was surprised that there wasn't a sunroof. I had that and there was nothing in my mind that said, Dave, you need to actually manage this and actually take a nap. Yeah. 
That, so that, was, I, that was gone. That I was have, gone. I have some thoughts on this. So yeah. that was a very um, you know, profound, introspective, reasoned way of looking at that situation. <laughs> I would say another <laughs> alternative reading to that is you just need to listen to your friend when he tells you to take a fucking nap. No, you're exactly right. And that is that is one hundred percent not accurate. that not all that complicated with mo- whiteboards of the mind. You just need to take a fucking nap sometimes. Sometimes you do. And you yeah. know what? If if we had been in any other situation. Right. You're uh, rambling and slurring your words and babbling about sunroofs for out of the blue would have been completely charming. Right. But I felt myself flagging and I was like, I'm not going to be able to drive for five more hours. Right. So I'm going to need to sleep. Yeah. So this motherfucker over here needs to (laughs) shut up. Yeah. And get to sleep. Yep. Was that was my that was my thought process. Right. So that's why I lost patience. I shouldn't have lost patience. No, you had every right to. But you I had every right to. I used my dad voice with you, and that was you should have. <laughs> you should have. Ian, see, y- you wouldn't be a good friend if you just held that back and right, stewed. Right right right, 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 right. Yeah, you are a good friend though. So you weren't afraid to tell me what needed to happen for us to successfully make the trip home. That's true. I'm you not, know, I'm not. I'm not afraid. I do pride myself on not uh, not shirking away from my duty to let. My friends know when they're being fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing you you have no problem talking about. <laughs> but, Let's talk about what's wrong with you. But, <laughs> but feeling. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Let's talk about what's wrong with you. <laughs> you know what? Let me open up my Microsoft OneNote document, right? Actually, I had to put it in SQL. Yeah. Right? We had to make a database. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with Dave today? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You needed a relationary table. <laughs> yeah. We need to go one episode with an IT, without an IT joke. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Punch cards. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I learned a lot about myself on that trip, uh, that I need to listen to my friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I definitely need to do that. That I need to recognize. I need to recognize the signs of fatigue. I need to take a beat and think about what is the best thing to do right then. Mm-hmm. Listen to how my body actually feels and then just fucking do it. Right. And even though I, even though to the core of my being, I wanted to stay awake with you. Yeah, Cause you're a toddler. I know. I know. I want a giant stay. toddler. I was worried that you guys were going to have a whole bunch of fun and watch all <laughs> kinds of cool television when I had to go to bed. That's and then all, I don't know if my toys will be there when I wake up. That's when all the fun stuff happens. Yeah. Is when I go to you guys do all the fun stuff when I've gone to bed. It's true. We do. Yeah. We do. Right. We do when all it the turns time, out your parents just watch the news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and are just like, "Fuck! I'm glad he went to sleep." <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Ian, <clears throat> I'm not the same person that I was before that road trip. Yeah. I learned a lesson. I would be a dick if I didn't. Well, I don't I don't think that it's that it's that that big of a deal. You just needed to take a nap. That's all it was. That's probably not the last time you and I are gonna take a road trip. Well, I hope not. I hope not. Right? I hope not. I hope it's the last time I have to watch you poop in a field, though. <laughs> Is it, though? Because you seem to have a pretty good time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So let's... let's Fuck Nebraska. This is going on very long. Let's uh, let's get it 
to the home stretch. Okay. This last this okay. last push into Denver and anyone who anyone who knows <laughs> when you said push I thought about pooping in a field. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh you're going to be triggered back to that field in Nebraska. I just feel dewy grass on my legs. <laughs> and, the, ah, ah, no. and the eyes of several horny truckers. Yeah, look more frightened. <laughs> look more frightened. <laughs> Pretend I'm wearing a clown mask. <laughs> oh, man, if I had if, a clown mask. If a fucking clown came up right then, I would have had a heart attack. You would have been doing a solo podcast. Yeah. It would have just been like you and my dogs. Yeah. But yeah. what a way to go, though. <laughs> no. With your pants no. around your ankles nope, in that, a field in Nebraska? Nope, that's not the way to go. Oh, uh, well, it would have been funny for me. That would have been, that would have been a good... Uh, I, I want that's that added eulogy? to the list uh, of like... <laughs> Situations where Dave died. There's a, we have a for anyone who's new to the podcast. We have a running list of all the situations in which Dave dies, where I have to do the eulogy. Yeah, you are you are mandated, mandated. Yeah, yeah. to do the eulogy, and that not, one, yeah, would just be me laughing for thirty minutes straight. I think <laughs> if you died due, due to seeing a clown while taking a shit, yeah, that's a really yeah. specific narrow one. But I feel like it should be on the list just in case. And just like you hire two interns to wipe the tears away from your <laughs> eyes as you're because you're crying, you're laughing so hard, yeah. you're crying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> all right. So all home right. stretch. Home stretch. Okay. So this is what what you're going to hear now is you know, it's that again, emotional roller coaster of, yes. of a road trip that long. I'm going through it again in my mind. Yeah. And, and so we're, oh, fuck we're what? Nebraska. And we're what? And at this point, we're we're back in Colorado. It's about an hour, hour and a half from Denver. Yes, and um, we made it to seventy six. And we've 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 we're now on the the glide path home. The sun is back up. <sighs> now we're talking about music. Yeah, um, which is I know what everyone <laughs> loves for us to do on this podcast. Yeah, but we do it anyway. Yeah, because you know what? Uh, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, no, we recorded it, so we're gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about. And then we'll we'll be back to do a little wrap up. Yep. And then we'll send you on your way into the world. Yep. With the vision of Dave pooping in the field. <laughs> you know, my friend, my friend Matt. Saw the saw the tweet that uh-huh. you sent, which was a fucking hilarious tweet. And I don't even remember what it was. It was uh, it's three a.m. We're in Nebraska, and at Nuck Nuck Goose is pooping in a field or <laughs> oh, something right. like yeah, that. Yeah. That one. And he was like, "So how's how's Nebraska?" And I was like, "Fuck Nebraska!" And he was like, "Oh, I thought that was a joke." And I was like, <laughs> no, Matt, that was not a joke. That was all too real. Very real. <laughs> yes. Anyway, home stretch. Here we go. Dave. Ian. First, the good news. We're, we're in Colorado. We are. The sun is coming up. It is. Eight, it's 7 a.m. Fuck you, Nebraska. Yeah, fuck you, Nebraska. 7 a.m. Uh, mountain time. We've been on the road now. Uh, yeah, 11 hours. hours. 11 hours. Oh, no, no, no. 13 hours. 13 hours, yeah. 13 hours. Um, not for the bad news. I just made you listen to a nine-minute punk song. You did. And I don't think you enjoyed it, but I'm, I'm, I, I want to know. So it was uh, uh, 
uh, called A Pot in Which to Piss by, yep. the, by a band called Titus Andronicus off their album The Monitor, which is one of my most favorite albums of the last ah, 10, 15 years. What year did it come out? 2010. Tell the people what it's all about. <laughs> Dave's, Dave has, I'm not going to say it's a 100% nostalgia-based music rating system. No, but, but it's rooted in, in a fair amount of it. Yeah, so it is, there's, a, there's a, a formula to understand whether or not Dave is going to enjoy a piece of music. Right. And that formula is, if glitch, then yes. Else, Dave... Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot. If not glitch, then no. Right. Else... Yes. Uh, uh, Dave discovered discovered the music between the years 92 and 98. Like, maybe 94 uh-huh. and 2000. Okay, 94 and 2000. Yeah. Then yes. Yes. Everything else is just a hard no. Even even if he listens to things that are similar to the thing that you played for him. Like this song, I would say, I didn't know before this trip that you liked Fugazi. Which is why I thought, right. oh, he might like Titus Adronicus. Right. But that doesn't, that sort of, uh, that doesn't always work with you. It, no, it doesn't. It's, it's hit or miss. So, like, there's stuff that I really, really like that I came into before that and after that. Okay. I came into the Pixies before that, uh-huh. and I came into Talking Heads and Pulp after that. But you right? can and, hear, and there's and a Interpol. lot of all of the things that we just talked about in what we just listened to. And Interpol after that, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And so, okay, so I, I don't like the guy's voice. Right? Okay, yeah, I can see that that yeah. could be a, a stumbling block. Right. Um, the concept of the album... Like, have we run people through that yet? Do they know this? Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Woo! It's, <laughs> it's a punk band who decided to do a, it's a concept album, and these songs are like, you know, anywhere from five to nine minutes long. Um, and there's a lot of like, you kind of unique instrumentation for a punk band. Like there's, we heard horns and strings sure, and sure, piano, piano and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's a very ambitious concept album, kind of about the Civil War, but also kind of about this guy growing up in New Jersey. Um, and so it's like the lyrics kind of go alternate between talking about teenage angst and uh, the civil, like the American Civil War. So, so I, I, I think something that could do you a favor when you're explaining this to someone else uh-huh. is to tell them that kind of in state that you told me. Okay, yeah, so unless you feel like you're spoiling something for people. No, but because but that, goes that back, helped me understand it. So this goes back to our our conversation about wanting to button something up yeah, this, or having an open-ended... Yeah, this goes back to epilogue versus no, well, no t- epilogue. When you tell me this is a concept album about growing up in New Jersey, but framed in the context of the Civil War. Yeah. That right there is not enough at all for me to want to engage with said material. Oh, see, that, and that, that to me, that was that, what I right. was told about it, and that's, I was just yeah, like... That's just chum in the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta dive in and figure out what that's all about. You're just putting on the skinny jeans, <laughs> getting your whiskey and your, your vintage 
turntable cranked up, you're ready to go. Yeah, that was pretty much how that happened. Meanwhile, like, nope, for me, I'm like, if if you don't drop the word motherfucker in the first three lyrics, I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. I want to know what I'm getting into right away. It does have a really good lyric in it. Well, uh, you ain't no, you ain't never been no virgin kid. No, you were fucked from the start. Right, and I'm not going to debate that. Uh, there's tons of great lyrics in there. Because like that. this is, it, this album is just seething with talent and ambition. Right. Yes, and that's why I like the ambition. Like right. you can tell they were going for something huge. But but to get back to the to the beginning and end kind of thing, the epilogue versus open ended thing. Yeah. Like, I, I was having a hard time understanding how the Civil War and growing up in New Jersey correlated. Yeah. Right? And I'm trying to, like, think, like, is there are there geography references and things like that? But then you broke it down because I'm a simpleton. Uh, you, you, you said, well, at, at some point in the album, they kind of frame the punks as one side. And right. everybody else as the other side, right? So it's right. it's it's them versus society. And I understand that, like framing that the civil war efforts versus those societal efforts. Right. I, I get that. And if you give me that uh-huh. from the get-go, I'm going to enjoy the album way more. Okay. Way more. Yeah, yeah. to me I I like I like that mushy sort of like, oh, I wanna hear how he pulls this off. Nope. That's what I want to hear. No, because I, I, for me, it's like, okay, I have that knowledge in my head. I, then I can hear a lyric and be like, oh, yeah, I get what you're going for. I get what you're going for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so I, I like punk like face to face. Uh-huh. I like No Use for a Name. I don't know any of these bands. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really, I was never really into punk. So I have to have I have to have some other hook for punk music. I can't just do straight ahead punk. Right, and this this is more like like heavy chord driven punk. Oh, okay. Instead of just like screaming. Right, 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 and just just being bad because it can be, and it's punk, Uh and it's just rebellion. Right. This is this is actually like melodic and stuff like that. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So like I like the more melodic punk. Right. Right. So, which fits for this. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I like the sound. Don't like the lead singer's voice. But, I mean, you know, that's just how it goes. Right. 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 And sometimes those kinds of people can grow on you. Sometimes they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the I like the chord prog- progressions. I like how they change up, like, a nine-minute song. Yeah, there's, like, little bit There's three, there's three yeah. songs, like, in there. At least, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's fine. Like, I like that. The... The first part of that nine-minute song, I did not care for whatsoever. Yeah, you kind of have to get through that part, yeah. <laughs> it was more centered around around his voice. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, in a way that's like somebody giving me a dish, and they're like, well, you got to get through that, like, rotten, <laughs> rotten kale to get to the good part. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I know that there's, there's stuff I like in here. Yeah. So I'm going to get to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It is ambitious as hell. It like it's it sounds great. It's just not my thing. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I I do like the concept now that I understand it more. 
I, I do. I really appreciate the concept. Yeah. The last thing I'm ever going to do about your music selection uh-huh. is make you feel bad for liking what you like. Right? Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I don't right. care about that. Because, because like, this is like this is talented stuff. You you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, call me a fag and punch me in the stomach. So no, we're already a step beyond what right, I was right. Grew up with right. in high school, so right. yeah, uh, we're we're good. No, like yeah, you yeah, yeah. You have very discerning taste, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like you. Any you you know you should be allowed to like whatever you want as of long course. as you can defend it in some way like this right. is what i like about sure, it this is why sure. i like it yeah 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 i'll defend lady gaga yeah you know yeah no i'm i'm, I'm into that she yeah. writes a catchy fucking song and yeah. has an amazing voice yeah yeah all of the above and every time i i hear it i do the bad romance dance like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you should all listen to The Monitor by Titus Andronicus and let, let us know what you think. Write us an email, teamclearcode at gmail.com. Let us know. Yeah. What side you fall on in this civil war? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I uh, see what you did there. Uh, yeah. We could have just talked about it and let the concept sit. But no, you had to put a bow on I it. I had to put a bow on it. Yep. Yep. That's just who I am, Ian. I'm I know. full of bows. I know. I'm going to be ripping the epilogues out of books, and you're going to be going right behind me and putting them back in. <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah. The one about the Jason Bourne thing is some bullshit. It is some bullshit. It is some bullshit. No, I I like it when there's some mystery to it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we are an hour and a half from Denver. What's your mindset? You're driving right I'll now. I'll show you. That's the sweet, sweet sound of a Nissan Quest accelerating. To safely within the bounds of the speed limit. Yeah. Why we were that far below the speed limit before. Yeah, that's on us. That's on us. <laughs> then we could do a, a decent pull in the Nissan. Yeah. For, I don't know, 40 miles an hour? <laughs> 30 miles an hour? We're 100 miles away. Yep. Is this our last update? I don't know. Like, oh, like for good? Oh my god, what's happening? No, it's on this trip. Uh, I don't know. Are we, should we button it up in the studio? Yeah, okay. yeah back, to, back to the blanket fort. Okay, you good-looking pair of imbeciles in the blanket fort. We, we love you. You're going to be more w- well-rested than we are right now. That's Let's true. Let's talk to our future selves, Ian. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, don't just... Drive to Wisconsin for dumb reasons. Yeah. Because you'll be tired when you get home. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Dave, you probably have a boogie. Get it. Yeah. In your nose. And also, Dave, I'm sorry about whatever happened with your colon. Oh. Oh, God. Between now and when we're talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows how this is going to pan out. So, and pro tip for all of the listeners out there, if you're a vegetarian... Don't spend three days shoving sausages in your mouth just because you're in Wisconsin, because it turns out that doesn't go well. And you want to, you know, win in Rome, the whole situation. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that's really not a great thing to do, to line your, your, your entire insides with cheese and grease 
which is pretty much just cheese and grease uh, for three days when you can't get lettuce on a sandwich. Yeah. Did yeah. you notice that at the burger place, lettuce was like an expensive yeah. addition? Yeah, that was the expensive addition. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got to like <sighs> fly it in from yeah. a, a, from civilization. Oh, my God. All Vegetables grow everywhere. I think all they do is grow corn and turn it into high fructose corn syrup. They turn it into feed for the cows. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's what they do. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the only vegetable. <laughs> the only vegetable the only in Wisconsin. It's the only vegetable. That would be the saddest poem. The yeah. only vegetable Or the saddest children's book. Yeah. The only vegetable in Wisconsin. <laughs> and then it gets eaten by a ravenous <laughs> six foot four ginger at the end of it. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of I'm tired of getting the meat sweats <laughs> out of my butt. <laughs> Oh man, I feel like this is this four days has just been one long, slow meat sweat. Yes, yes. I think what we've been doing is we've been hotboxing ourselves in the minivan with our own farts, and now we have legitimately lost brain cells. I think it's possible. It's possible uh-huh. that. I never drove a race car this weekend, <laughs> and you never pickered for a race car. And what happened was, we we are still in the parking lot of the barbecue place yep. back in Des Moines, yep. and we have been hallucinating this whole thing off of meat sweat and farts. Yep, yep, it's just been a meaty fever dream. And we still are on our way to Wisconsin. And those awesome tent tents guys, Robbie and, a- and Adam, are just like knocking on the window. <laughs> and we're going to come to in a second. Yep. Uh, uh, what? Uh, we've been podcasting the whole time? <laughs> oh. And Ian was going vroom, vroom, vroom. Exactly. Exactly. Whew. All right. Oh. Let's let's wrap this up. Okay. Whatever whatever this is. Ian? Yeah. We've gone a long way. Yeah. And I'm going to say. Oh god, yep. here we go. No, no. What? Dave's got his earnest voice on again and his and his, you know, and my pontificate finger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So remember what I said early on in the road trip. I wasn't worried about you and I breaking down. <laughs> right? Yeah. How true is that help? No, yeah, we've been good. We've yeah. been good. Other than, other than the only time, I'll, I'll confess the one time being slightly annoyed with you. Okay, okay. Trying to get you to take a fucking nap earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a bit of a struggle. That, that, that was that was a learning opportunity for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, I really want to push through and be there for you. Yeah. So I'm conflicted uh-huh. between how exhausted I am and how much I want to support my buddy <laughs> and make sure he's awake. He was so tired of slurring his words. Yeah. He sounded drunk. I did. I did. And I'm not happy about that. <laughs> At one point, he just, like, was almost, almost tall tuckered out and in bed. And then he just sits bolt upright from his, like, super reclined position he goes this car should have a sunroof <laughs> and I was just like for fuck's sake go to sleep <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't have chloroform you're gonna just like does this rag smell funny to you 
<laughs> I don't know. Come yeah. on, sleepy time. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. But All Ian, right. Yes. You and I had a good trip. We did have a good trip. I want to thank your dad. Yeah. And your uncle. Yeah. Eric and Craig. Uh-huh. Right? I and, want to thank Dwayne. Yeah. I want to thank Jake. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, everybody was awesome. And, yeah, big thanks to your dad and Craig. Yeah. Big thanks to Dwayne. Yeah, I agree with all of this. Yep. And Seconded. And there we go. Yes. Jake, we'll see you again sometime soon. Yep. And there we go. All right. Back to the blanket fort. You dashing individuals with nice butts. Get that Dave on the phone. I want the worst, the only vegetable in Wisconsin on my desk stat. <laughs> that would be the worst children's book in the world. I think it'd be a good one. The only vegetable in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah, and then I swoop in and eat it because I'm like, oh, bok choy. Gesture <laughs> <laughs> wildly and hit the microphone. Yeah. Oh, what is that? Celery? Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. I know. So we've talked about this before. I'm from that area of the country. Uh, it is good job getting out. It's amazing. No, I mean, I, you know, it's, know. it has its charms. It was, it does. It was, it's bucolic. It is beautiful. Um, fucking weak ass coffee. We, that's true. Wisconsin coffee is some bullshit. That is some bullshit. So no joke. So when my, we used to go to my grandmother's house, my aunt and I used to smuggle in instant coffee to put into the coffee. Um, just so it was because it was so weak, just so it was recognizable as coffee. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's basically a, a, like you take one shot of espresso for an entire like carafe. Yeah. And that's their Americano ratio. It's, it's hot water. That's vaguely brown. Yes. That is exactly it. Right. Oof. And, and when we were at the track, I had to try it just cause I was like, how bad could this be? Turns out. Really fucking bad. Yeah. Really fucking bad, Ian. I just and I just want to say, I I feel like I did not lie to you or nope. exaggerate no, you the did issues not. you were going to have because I believe I warned you about no vegetables and yep. weak coffee. Yep. Uh huh. Um, both of those things. Yeah, you did, and you were exactly right. I know my and, people. I yeah, know my you people. do. You do. Fucking weak ass coffee. <laughs> Yeah. Guys coffee. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. So the worst children's book. <laughs> the worst. Guys, the worst children's book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. And then I swoop in and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's what did we learn? What did we learn about from all of this? I talked really? I talked about managing fatigue, mm -hmm. recognizing the signs, how fucking vicious my ADD gets when I'm when I'm really tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh how I need to listen to my friend, mm -hmm. uh, how thrilling it can be to push a Maserati around a track for seven hours. Yeah, I think, I, and I think, um, you know, much much more than the, because the, the RX-7 weekend had a little bit more of an element of uh, chaos to it. Yep. Um, you know, just barely controlled chaos. Yeah, yeah. Even though we weren't, like, actually competitive that this weekend with the Maserati, yeah. I feel like this was a better picture of, of what our 
a team that we were central to yes. could be yep. a race team, like the dynamic that we would actually have if yeah. we were running a race team. Yeah. Kind of. No, I, I think you're right. I think no. you're right. I think you and I would work well together in that capacity. Which is which is good. Yeah. And I think we, we, we learned a lot of lessons that we've already started to apply to our strategy with yeah. getting, getting ready for next year with the, with the SOBs. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Clear and, and honest communication, mm-hmm. you know, like really like, okay, like, well, you know, talking about like where we want to focus our efforts and energy and things like that. And, you know, yeah, yeah like, you know, being open to what the other person has to say, you know, like that's, yeah, that's something you and I, I think do really well. Yeah. Except absolutely. for when it's 4am and I, you're telling me to go to sleep. <laughs> Go the fuck to sleep, Dave. Yeah, that's the last time that's ever going to happen. Okay. I don't yeah. believe you, but that's fine. That's that's fine. If that's the worst thing that we have to worry yeah, about. True. Yeah, then we know? don't really have much of a problem. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's not a big deal. We're lucky to do what we do, buddy. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? We really are. Let's move it on to plugs. And we're lucky that people actually listen to us. That's very true. Yeah. That's so thank true. you. Thank you for hanging with us. People out there. Yeah. Listening and- to episodes one and two of our, our Road America adventure. Yeah, if you made it this far into all this, wow. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Maybe maybe you should do some self-reflection and figure <laughs> out what the fuck's wrong with you. Ian, don't <laughs> criticize the fans. We've got them. I know. I'm, just this joking. Is phase, I'm joking. I'm th- joking. This is phase one of me becoming a cult leader, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't send them away yet. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Let's, where, what, what should people do on the yeah, internet? What, what else did you learn, Ian? What else did you learn? Oh, um... I, you know, I think it's more, uh, uh, I recognize now a little bit the plateau that I'm on with my driving. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm comfortable with it because I know I can, I feel, I feel more confident now to say like, uh, okay, I can drop into a a car and not make an complete idiot of myself oh no and and be fine yeah i do have a little bit of frustration that i just i need i you know like we talked about with jake on his show um that i do need help getting to that next level and i need to do some investment in that and so that's a little bit daunting okay try to like kind of um get off this plateau that i feel like i'm on okay i I don't know if it's totally accurate or not but that's what it feels like um well you're only three real races in yeah yeah still i mean that's a lot of yeah. sea time though i've had you know quite a bit of sea time now so it's, no no I, I don't think it's a lot of sea time no how many not. hours of sea time have you had in three races uh less including than- including test and tune days in the you know in traffic or whatever i mean i guess less than 20 less yeah. than 20 hours L- much less than 20 i think yeah. Yeah, Ian. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm i not going to tell you that you shouldn't push yourself because you do and you push yourself very well, mm-hmm. right? Um, I just, I don't want to see you beat yourself up for having limited experience and then thinking you're on some plateau Yeah, that you may or may not be on. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I feel, but I do feel more motivated to just like get into as many race cars next year as I possibly can afford without breaking without bankrupting my family. Okay. And then um and then you know, I feel I've learned I feel like we learned a little bit about how how we can work together. Yes. Um yeah. on a on a on a team and I think we know more about uh 
maybe some gaps that we need to fill yep. in our team. Yep. Um, as far as drivers and, and crew and, and all of that. And I'm excited for you to start racing. I'm excited for okay. you to start driving. Um, and and figure out how to make a seat works for both of us. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Okay. Cool. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, it, it, that weekend went as well as everything went aside from you pooping in a field went as <sighs> well as it possibly could have. The drive yeah. Yeah. there and back um uh the the race weekend itself um yeah, I, I feel like that was the best case scenario, and I'm, I wish we could live in that weekend for a long time. It yeah. was a lot of fun, and I want to be in a race car constantly now. <laughs> so, yeah, you've gotten the bug. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying. I just need to figure out how to make it happen. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice man. Nice. Um, okay, let's do some plugs. Yes. You, Ian. Yeah. You dashing individual. Okay. You're on the internet. Mm-hmm. You're on Twitter and Instagram. I am. At I roll so hard. E-Y-E, roll so hard. Yes. Guys, you should follow Ian. He's really funny. Okay. <laughs> I am on the internet, Twitter and Instagram, Nuck Nuck Goose, N-U-K, N-U-K Goose. Yes. Uh, occasionally, I'll tweet out a joke, something like that. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and lots of uh, bike selfies. Lots of bike selfies. So stay tuned for when it's on burst mode and <laughs> Catches it when it goes wrong. <laughs> Smash cut to Ian doing my eulogy. Yeah. Team Clearcoat is yep. on the internet. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. Team Clearcoat. And Discogs. I created and a group for on Discogs. If Discogs. You, if you yep. really are, yep. if you're the one person who enjoyed listening to us talk about music and yes. you collect vinyl, yes. we created the group on Discogs for no apparent reason. You know what else we could do? We could curate <clears throat> a, gr- uh, a list of g- video games on Steam. That's a good idea, too. We'll do that. I'll start idea. to put together a list. Of, okay. I mean, Project Co- Cars, Assetto Corsa, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, okay. that stuff. Yeah. Anyway. I like it. Uh, Team Clearcoat recommends. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, also, rate and review us on iTunes. We would love it if you would do that. Yes. Uh, tell somebody about the show. It helps, uh, you know, it helps grow our, our base. and Our eventually, hashtag brand. Our hashtag brand. And... Uh, my inevitable rise to a cult leader. Yes. Right? Yes. Because I know who my number two guy is going to be. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Yeah. So rate and review us, tell a friend, and shoot us send an email. Us, yeah, send us an email. Yeah. yeah, we would love to hear from you. And again, if you did find us uh, when we were at Road America, if you came to uh, the show because uh, you had an awkward interaction with Ian and or I... Uh, shoot us an email and let us know. We would love to hear from you. And we're looking forward to seeing more people at more races, even though they might not be looking forward to seeing us. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah, this has been Burgers and Beignets. Burgers and Beignets. Yeah. I'm tired. Did you hear that? Yep. That was it. Yep. That was it. Burgers Mm -hmm. and Beignets. Can't finish my own words. Mm -hmm. And I'm slurring a little bit. You are. Yep. Fatigue. Sleepy Dave. Yeah. It's uh, almost 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Did a lot of mountain biking today. Go the fuck to sleep, Dave. Okay. <laughs>